listening to Do You Know How to Peel a Magnetic Grape? Do you know how to peel a magnetic grape? No, that's not right. That's not right. I don't have to put, I don't have to, I don't have to roll all the Mars, all the Mars, all the Mars, all the Mars. Do you know how to feel magnetic grape, feel a magnetic grape? Do you know how to peel a magnetic grape, peel, peel, peel a magnetic grape? Do you how to peel a magnetic grape, peel a magnetic grape? Great magnetic appeal. How to how? No. Do do. Great magnetic appeal to how? No, you do. Hey, what's up? I don't know what's going on right now. I'm trying to make. Um, this is all made to be a whole bit of nonsense because we're both. Uh, Sleep deprived and yeah. weather worn. <sighs> I have been and have been, I've been uh, broadcasting for a fucking marathon length of time. Quite a predicament we're in, huh? Yeah. Fascinating. And in time, you'll probably. Extremely. Well, so, uh, where shall we take this fucking uh, road show? All right, I know what to do. I, something I've been thinking about is uh, is uh, trip planning. So I'm going to, uh, you know, like what what's gonna happen on the road and all that good stuff like that. So let's see. So, I know that the first destination is going to have to be Georgia. Because the weather is going to be there. The first destination. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, so, the first destination is going to be Georgia. Because whether it's to meet you there or to go visit with our other cohort. I mean, if that's still the plan, are we, are we, are we traveling around and doing some kind of... Like adventure or what? We can. It's fun. Oh, we can. Oh. I thought that's what we were doing. Hey, <laughs> They're going on a trip on a baby rocket ship. Because, um, you, know, you gotta check, I gotta check in every once in a while. Okay. Alright. Hold on just a moment. Hey, uh, can you read that, uh, that, that that poem that I sent you? Yes. In the text? Yes. It is... <laughs> it says, Here is a bit of anonymous writing. In place of all the hate and fighting. This is the news. We feel excited. Again, I sing. We must replace the frowning with a joyful face from her out into Squirrel's space. <laughs> That's cute. I like it. I love it. It's gorgeous.
please. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to uh, fill the dead silence of the air of the night uh, by reading that poem. Which did I thought I did. It? Oh, did you read it? Yeah. Man, there was so much noise. That's why I was asking <laughs> you to read something. I... Oh, yeah, I read it. I just got done. Oh, see? Look how lucky I am to... To have you done, and I come back to say, Do you know how to peel a magnetic grape? Yes. How do you peel a magnetic grape? What is a magnetic grape? Is it a grape that has like the magnetic skin? Well, the thing about a magnetic grape is that, well, you're going, you're going, like, it's not far away. Hold on. Co-host me up. <laughs> hey. Hey. So how's my how's my far away sounding now? You sound better now. I can hear you. Oh goodness gracious, this is fantastic. So, first of all, what was your question? Which question? Oh, like how you peel a how do you actually peel a magnetic grape? Is do you like? Is it just like magnetic on the skin, or is it what? All right, right, right. There we go. So, so first, so the the thing to know about this is that uh, for for one, uh, we're not dealing with uh, magnetism, so there's nothing magnetic, and and two, uh, it's not technically a grape because it's not uh, necessarily a fruit as we would uh, usually think of it. It's simply uh, an object that assumes the uh, apparent size and shape of what most grapes are approximated to be. So it is a universal grape shape, if you uh -huh. will, and, uh, but it is, uh, it is not itself a grape. Um, oh. In the essence of that, sometimes it is also a, a grapey purple, um, but it can be oh. any color. <laughs> <Doesn> <laughs> <laughs> you said oh. this object now this object for all intents and purposes um, has some pretty serious ramifications um, as far as uh, well you know there's a lot of ramifications okay I just can't yeah. really tell you how many there are there's just a lot there's just a lot there's not a, there's not a little there's a lot there's too many because, I mean, they're freaking, you know, they're not really, the thing is, is that they're not really grapes, for one thing, right, you know? See. And like I, and like I said, it's not magnetic either, so we're dealing with an anomaly here, okay? <gasps> cool. An anomaly here. And, um, but, but, but we're going to get into exactly what uh, a magnetic grape is, being that, it, that first of all, we've established that the, it's not magnetic, nor is it a grape. Uh, and I apologize. Yes. Uh, for the deception, but it was not I uh, alone who it created the no the, who created the, okay. the idea of the magnetic grape. Um, it was actually Mordecai, and um, I simply am a puppet doing its bidding. And yes. so, uh, Mordecai is uh, quite a um, you know creature. Runs uh -huh. this supposedly. I mean, doesn't run, but. There's like an organization that claims to use some type of uh, wound pattern. 
based off of some some incident he was involved in and uh but this grape is like you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like some kind of enclosure for one of those uh one of those stones or uh, those those ingots from uh you know the avengers movies you know except this is, uh -huh. this is grape this is a grape a grape size a relatively grape sized and grape shaped uh, <laughs> a great it's great it's grapely shaped a, of great metaphysical and yes, it's greatly shaped with great metaphysical and physical powers yeah. in this world and those far beyond. Uh -uh. And so, uh, you shall see that I am the one to do the marching in the woods where animals live. Some of them, some of them, some of them are monkeys. <laughs> and here is the fiercest animal to fight each Space for me for a second. I'm, I'm trying to like post some stuff and I want to go and get this iced beverage that I have here for a moment. It's, okay. Um, Howdy, okay. Flapjack. How you doing? Okay. Well, he just left. Yeah. He's a what? So. Today we talk about magnetic grape, even though it's not magnetic grape, okay? So then, what are we taking about? Okay, I might go to a, the, the, my, 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 my uh, issues page and just try to like, read one of them issues on there. See if you can help me. Um, mm -hmm, Just gotta give me a few moments, okay? Yes, yes, okay, okay. Oh, man, oh, man. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, sh hey. What's going on? Hmm. Nathan? What? What's going on with you? Exactly are you up to, Nathan? <laughs> I was heading over to uh, my, um... You know... Those who claim that the daggers are made of poison are only attempting to instill fear in the souls of those who have not. Wow. So, a, a, a powerful revelation I'd like to make to you about reality is that you're going to hear a familiar sound in the background. 
and um, you're going to very easily, just you as everybody else is going to very easily be able to identify what it is. Um, but I want to know, I want to want to let you know something, uh, and it's very serious. And um, it's okay if you laugh a lot at it, because I'm probably going to get really nervous and laugh about it. But okay. um, here I'm going to reveal and discuss this right now, okay? Okay. It's, it's spiritual. Right. Are you okay? So let's discover the truth. Okay. <sighs> here, we're going to peel this magnetic grape to the core. And um, okay. one of the things here is going on is that uh, many, many years ago, um, approximately 37 years ago, uh, 37, thir 36 or 37 years ago, I think it was more like 36 years ago, actually. And, uh... So I'm curious, are you able to hear that fighter jet flying overhead? So how loud was it? Long and sustained? It was, it, was, it was loud, but it wasn't like super, super loud. Okay, that's good, because it's good to get that feedback about how certain microphones and things like that uh, pick up different sounds, you know? Somebody tried to get into my paper. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right, well, what I'm I've gonna got a message right about it. <laughs> I'm going to shift. Well, uh, don't answer it. you got to make sure it's coming from PayPal. There's a lot of scams that do that. That's how they yeah. get people. Yo, seriously, you're a little bit tired right now, but seriously, um, it very well may be a scam. Like, they're going to ask you to log into your account. So I hope you didn't do that because then you just actually gave them your information. No, no, I haven't. I was just, I just looked at it and saw it. Okay. So... Now, did you did you see it actually came from an actual PayPal email, or is it some weird letter? No, it was one of those. I got one of those. I got one. I, I get the messages, the two step verification. Yeah, so it comes uh, to my phone to let me know that it um, sends a code. Oh, really? So you're saying that someone tried to get into your PayPal, so you got the the two step verification thing? Uh huh. Okay, that's, see, that's different. Hey, how about those details earlier on, D D D Inspector Gadget? <laughs> oh, you, 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 okay, I got you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so. Oh, shit. You know, what's up? Hold on, my my boss, uh, the boss from Steak and Shake is calling home. Okay, okay, okay. I'm holding it down. All right, so so Sarah's got this uh, job at Steak and Shake that uh, recently uh, told her oh, we don't need you today or tomorrow or anything like that when she went in for a shift, and uh, now they uh, it seems like they're calling her and we're going to see you know uh, if it's going to be for work or to Sorry. just. Uh, just to give her some. So, what's the deal? Anything you want to share or no? Um, I answered it, but it was no answer, and then they hung up. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you I'll know. Just see. Yeah. So the the spiritual truth that I'd like to share uh, that happened about thirty six years ago 
when I was about nine years old or so, uh, somewhere around there, I, I believe, uh, I uh, was really indoctrinated in, in a fear of God because I had believed that God was this uh, omni-being, right? So like God, and when I say omni-being, that's, uh, you know, um, omnipresent, um, which is everywhere all the time, uh, omniscient, has all knowledge, knows about everything all the time, of course, because it's everywhere. And omnipotent, has all power over everything at all times, no matter when or where, right? So, or how. And say, and so I then talked to God, not knowing what I was fully, what I was getting myself into. And I asked God to turn me into some kind of uh, superpowered being that my powers as a as an archangel because i wanted to be in like some kind of archangel would be to hunt down and or intercept and capture the spirits of demons and other ill or evil spirits and uh use the might force and weight of my rage that somehow came as a, a standard uh, equipment for me and used that to crush the spirits of the demons into the pre-material for souls. And so that pre-material for souls was a, was a pure material that was alchemically uh, uh, broken down in a process that could be approximated or just understood like uh, metabolism. So you have the the catabolism of the breaking down of the nutrients. In this case, the thing that I'm catabolizing is the spirit of the demonic force, the demonic uh, soul. The de oh, it's not even a soul. It has to be turned from a demonic spirit into a soul. So soul and spirit here, obviously I'm making the differentiation of that according to like even just to try to fit it with like the biblical term. And not knowing that I was doing that, I was speaking to something, whatever this, this power, whatever this entity is that, that has this kind of power to make things appear the way as it did, has be, begun slowly to train me and answer uh, those, those the demands, basically, that I made, to, to the, the request that I made to become this, this eternal spiritual warrior, right, this... You know, and on earth as a warrior monk, right? And all this other nonsense. And what has happened is that uh, now the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, um, the bills come due. And uh, what that means is uh, that I've allowed myself to become distracted. And... The very thing that I was uh, attempting to repent for is being repeated in a cycle. The thing that I thought that would free me from a perpetual cycle of reincarnation. Um, actually, I started to slip up and get distracted. And what started to happen was in my attempted purification through alchemical... Uh, destruction and transmogrification of spirits, of demonic spirits through the weight of rage, there began to be, there began to remain impurities.
of spiritual impurities that were left in the uh, primordial soul stuff. And so then when these souls uh, were being uh, ferried to the, uh, the land, the Bardo land, uh, where the souls of the departed and others were uh, waiting to be uh, reincarnated into bodies, well, these uh, other souls that, were, that now had uh, spiritual impurities in them were now also being put into the queue to be sent up and as uh, humans on earth to learn lessons. However, the problem is that they were supposed to be pure souls, but these are souls plus spiritual impurities because of my mistakes and faults as uh, the demon uh, commander also called Nurgle. Um, and that was that was just actually my rank. I was a Nurgle. Nurgle is not a, uh, a specific demonic name. There are many demons that have the same exact abilities and powers. Uh, and, and that's the, they're the Nurgles, the Nurgle rank. I know it sounds Nurgle, Urkel, right? I'm a nerd, so hey. Um, and <laughs> so this, this mistake that I've been making because I was uh, logging in and checking in on my duties and saying that I was doing my job and, and dealt doing my checks, but I wasn't. And so there were these spiritual impurities that have then now been being put into the queue and sent up into human bodies. So what do you think is going to happen when you send what you, uh, uh, it's like, it's like you put, so you can, let's just look at it just for these purposes. Let's look at a human body, right? As uh, a computer, right? The hardware, okay? A okay. PC or, or a Mac. And the, the soul that goes in there is the software that you, that comes as the, not as the bundle, the base, the base, the basic software that comes with the computer to start it up before you put anything on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now imagine yeah. that comes with a little bit of virus. Mm -hmm. Eventually that's going to mess with that computer, especially if there aren't like a whole lot of, uh, spiritual practices in place to, you know, to, to, to act as a precautionary buffer to what these spiritual impurities do mm -hmm. to soul, your soul stuff. So now this is the dilemma. And uh, because of that mistake, I got fired from my job and um, have been penalized. And because mm -hmm. of it, it's a it's a punishable offense that that requires imprisonment. And so, the imprisonment that I've had to endure is a life on earth here as a human, a host, a parasitic host. Um, in this human body, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I didn't make the, the Azazel rank, you know, no, I'm a mere Nurgle. Mm. Nurgle. Nurgle, N-E-R-G-A-L, a mere Nurgle. Mm. Okay. So, have you heard of these ranks of uh, so-called demons, the Nurgle ranks and the, uh, the, the Azazel ranks and things like that? The, the, the... I have not. Mm. Until you started saying talking about it. <laughs> I 
So, uh, does any of this sound? So, what what do you what do you understand so far, if anything? Am I making any sense to you about what's what's happening? What, what do you what do you what do you gather from this this tale? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up. I just want to make sure that I'm listening to it correctly. But it's a it's a it's a deep feel. A deep feel. Right now, it's a deep feel, and I'm trying to like you know make sure that it's. That I'm probably not hearing it correctly though. But all right. Well, and then me... I heard I know Nurgle. Go ahead. You say? I know Nurgle now, and then. Okay. So, yeah. So Nurgle is supposed to crush the spirits. You know how coal goes under pressure and becomes a diamond. Yes. Okay. So that's the that's the process that Nurgle, a Nurgle, that's a job. It's a Nurgle, and a Nurgle is supposed to crush a spirit, All like right. a. A demonic spirit which is like the coal with so much rage pressure that it becomes a diamond or a soul a pure soul okay okay so that's what's happening however in my duties as a nurgle the the coal demonic spirit that i was crushing i was not doing my checks and crushing properly you know, with the with the re with the repressurizing of rage, and there it was leaving spiritual impurities in this what would be otherwise pure soul stuff, mm. and that pure soul stuff is then being sent into the bardo realm, the B A R D O realm, which it could be also called something like, which is attached very closely to purgatory, <clears throat> and. Uh, and a middle world, which is actually called uh, Earth. You know, they call it Midgard, but there's um, there's an upper, there's a, um, well, there's an underworld, which is actually the Earth. And the middle world is actually outer space. So forgive me, I made a mistake. The underworld, the underworld is Earth. The midworld is just the space between all of the, the physical planets and stars and, and all anything else physical. The upper worlds, the world is the world of the the non-physical, um, non un, non-dimensional uh, place of mentality of psych of the psych, the soul, the spirit. That place that has no three-dimensional substance is unextended, as it's called, the unextended domain of pure inf mathematical information of of everything, and so. But I digress from the the Nurgle ranking. The, the job of a Nurgle is to is to use rage pressure to crush coal, aka uh, demonic spirits, into pure souls, aka diamond. But me and my duties as a Nurgle uh, have been fucking up and and not doing the proper checks and not crushing. The demonic spirits into pure soul stuff, leaving, leaving demonic spiritual impurities in the the, the, the primordial soul stuff that, that that then gets placed into an idea field, a psych a psych field that is uh, is putting souls 
so to speak, putting souls into a queue in order for them to be uh, to be outfitted into uh, human uh, into human flesh, uh, to be born as a new baby on the earth. And uh, but they're but the but the, but their but their their souls that are supposed to be pure, supposed to have a, a blank slate, are now coming into the world with these. Uh, with these, with these impurities, and most of these impurities, for some reason, are related to the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So, falling and loud noises become some very interesting things about demonic impurity traits um, that humans seem to be coming equipped with, uh, and it's a fascinating thing here. So, now. Um, people like to talk about things in terms of like dark and light, but that's not how good and evil work, and even such things as good and evil are kind of uh, ridiculously uh, um, complicated uh, subjects. To keep on putting one thing against the other is absurd. Uh, the thing is that there is no one thing against another. There's everything against itself and everything for itself. I mean, it's, it's all a complete unity, um, a perfect tension, uh, an, an everlasting, uh, perfect balance of flow back and forth from an eternal, unextended, non-physical world and from and into uh, a finite uh, physical, material world that degrades and wears away. Mm-hmm. And... So, but, uh, you know, that the whole thing is here. Is, wait, what the heck is going on here? Is, oh, wow, Brady's here. Hi, Brady. And Alana Good and Oxlade Abdul. I was uh, droning on about the... the uh, I didn't even notice them. <laughs> the, yeah, the pre, Dude, I'm so the happy this is going on right now. I was seriously just like, you you made my dream come true. I, you must, I picked up my psychic message. I was like, man, I wish like there was like a cool show I could listen to like in house right now. And then I see, do you know how to feel a magnetic grade? I'm like, what? This is like, <laughs> the most interesting topic I've even like... I was just complaining that there's no good shows on Colin anymore. And so, like, what is this concept of peeling a magnetic grape? Is this like Babbitt's Adam? So, or the truth about Negril. What is Negril? Yeah, so, yeah, Nurgle. So, yeah, so, you know, Sarah is, is bring you know, wants to bring some, uh, bring the power back to our Colin uh, presence. So, we, uh, she's dominating the, the world of wisdom right now. So we came over to, <laughs> to Colin. And uh, so just in, in short, um, a Nurgle is actually a, a position. Um, a lot of people, like including there was like a sing, or there was a member of a, of a black metal band who called himself Nurgle. And it's in some dictionary of, uh, of angels or whatever. And uh, people think it's like a demon and like it's a demon's name. And everybody's like, this demon Nurgle led this many legions of demons in hell. But they're actually, just like a lot of people mistake names, they're actually positions, like ranks, or job titles even. Like ninja is something like that. Like ninja wasn't really supposed to be like the name. It was basically a job title, and it was something that you did, a specific thing that you did. So um, a Nurgle uh, is, a, uh, is a higher uh, being that... So 
there's something that happened. Oh, so this is good that you guys came in so I can explain the numerology behind this. So check. So in, in short, everybody has um, these um, numerological 50s. And what I mean by that is that they're, they're point fives, they're halves. And one half goes to your, your name using alphanumerics, and the other half goes to your birth date. And your birth date and your name each have a, a numeral themselves. For example, my birth date equals to a numeral five, and my name equals to a numeral nine. That means as far as my name is concerned, um, I've completed a certain type of, of, of spiritual evolution in this lifetime um, in the, in the, to the ninth, because nine is the final complete number in the, in the, the journey of humans' uh, lives on earth. And so now my, my birthday just has to catch up. I have to go through four more, six, seven, eight, and nine. And then finally that nine will snap into place. And that will be the end of this particular uh, soul, if you will, journey in all of these lifetimes. So we have, this is the whole idea where nine lives come from. Nine lives come from that, these two things catching up with each other. And sometimes somebody might repeat a five a few times. It's like a, a student can fail a grade in, 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 in schools on earth. They get left behind because they don't pick up the learning. They keep repeating things like that. Um, and so you, you, they keep on going through the ranks. So you have these two sides, if you can imagine, um, and, and they're just slowly sometimes moving to, they don't ever move together though. So it's like 18 steps if you will, if you could even think of it like that. However, I digress. The, the, um, the point of it is that uh, there, there's a Nurgle, which is a, uh, a, a spirit, a soul actually that has gone through that process of the, of the nine lives and has a decision that it can, be, can take a job. And some of them go evolve into some, with some particularly nasty traits that they hold on to um, that they choose to use as their weapon. And a lot of them tend to take on emotional charge. One of these is rage. And so one Nurgle um, decided to use his rage in the same way you would uh, use pressure. And it would, it would intercept and hunt down demonic spirits and, and capture them to then use this rage pressure to crush this demonic spirit, which is like coal, into a pure soul, which is a, a diamond, through this pressure, this rage pressure. And then these are sent into a bardo realm where it's mixed in amongst pure human souls that weren't created in this way in order to then be incarnated in bodies and born as babies into the world. And... And the problem is this one particular Nurgle, this one particular Nurgle doing the Nurgle job of, of the demonic spirit crushing through rage pressure into pure soul stuff to be incorporated into humans on earth, started fucking up, getting distracted, and wasn't doing the checks and the, and the extreme, the, the rage crushing checks, so the rage pressure checks. And so there were demonic spiritual impurities left in what should be pure soul stuff being put into the bardo realm, this purgatory, this, this uh, mid-existence, like space, and inco incorporated into bodies, and then guess what happens? 
So instead of something that gets a clean slate that only has like two fears, the fears of falling and the fear of loud noises, which are in themselves demonic traits, uh, spiritual, demonic spiritual impurities, it, it comes with a host of all other things. It's not a blank human slate anymore. It comes in with all kinds of shit coming in crying and all this other stuff like that and screaming and hollering and, you know, sometimes not breathing and all this crazy stuff, all kinds of diseases that were all pre-planned before because of things that you could match with on the earth. But this particular Nurgle uh, was called out and had a choice to either be uh, imprisoned or uh, disintegrated, meaning there's another job uh, where this other rank, like an Azazel, for example, would disintegrate, tear apart that soul stuff, similar way to have it reintegrated as a pure soul, or to be imprisoned randomly in a human body on earth. So fucking weird. I had a ball of light come into my room and ask me if it wanted to, to like stop my heart and like take me to this other place like that had this important job for me or I could stay here. And I was like, this happened to me when I was like five years old, right? This is like way too young to imagine this shit. And this ball of light just comes into my room as soon as I drift off to sleep. It sinks into my chest, surrounds my heart. And says, hey, we need you. You have to come with me. But this is your choice. You have to make the choice. Um, it's very, you know, um, but you're going to be leaving behind your family, your body, all these things here. We're going to be taking you somewhere else. But it's totally up to you. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And um, I was like, no, I love my toys and my family. Who the, what the fuck? Like, thank you. But uh, no, you know, and this energy ball, like it breathed this sigh of disappointment you know i i felt like that it just like kind of like the energy changed and it was just like oh, okay well have fun on earth you know like and just disappeared and then that was it it was like it never happened after that it was the weirdest fucking day yeah and i've heard other people say uh, tell similar stories too oh yeah yeah i used to have a i had an alien story Basically, it's kind of like that, but it wasn't an orb. It was just like an alien, basically, only. So, but, um, that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Whole orb. I feel like I made orb. the wrong choice, dude, honestly. <laughs> I feel like mm -hmm. I fucked up. I feel mm -hmm. like I was too much of a coward to be ready for what they needed me for. And so there's um, obviously something, um, something left for me to learn here. So here we go. Probably. Well, I mean, you might get another chance at some point soon. Not soon, but maybe sometime in the future, near future. Back well, I'm, the future. I'm doing it now. I've created a new sport, and I've released it to the world for free. And for like a whole decade, I held on to this sport, this idea. And I was just afraid of someone else stealing the idea, you know? I just, like... What's the idea? What's the idea? Like, hey, that it's with Native People's Day. You said what? Just breaking up a little bit, Brady. Can't hear you for so. And so it's like, yo, this idea is way too cool to belong to me in the first place. Like, this idea is for everyone. So I'm just like open sourcing it. 
Yeah. Are you, are you Again, uh, yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Reset. Okay. We're talking about. Uh, do you yeah. know how to peel a magnetic well, um, grape? And we have Brady speaking. But yeah. Um, what is the magnetic grape? Is this like the magnetic field around our heart, or like our biofield? You're you're on to the right question, line of questioning, except it's neither nor grape. The only thing that it has. Uh, remotely related to that is one that it's said to be some average of of all grapeness <laughs> in shape and size and sometimes it, it has various colors so sometimes it could be grapeish in color um, and this thing that's the magnetic field is simply a vibration of some kind so it's been mistakenly called magnetic and also a grape for some reason, both interchangeably. But who knows? It could also be this pineal gland, which is said to be, but I'm, I'm not sure. But it seems to be very revered, and it's uh, it's also the site of a sort of uh, a, a repository of of encoded information to use to navigate to and uh, how do you say to navigate to through coordinating using coordinates of different uh, streams of information because the uh, the one thing is is really important to, to consider here is that I'll, is one thing of language a lot of people tend to um, say things like, Oh, the physical world is not the real world. It, you know, the, 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 the mental, the world of the mental realm and, you know, so on and so forth is the real world, right? This, this physical is not real. And it's a, it's a mistake it's a to mistake. go around saying these things. Yeah, we call it schizophrenia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Baba Ram Das had a really great example when his brother was thrown into a mental hospital. Uh, for believing that he was the second coming of Christ, that he was God and all this kind of stuff, right? So he ended up in a psych ward. And one day Baba Ram Das shows up to say hi to his brother. And his brother says, well, look at you. You look just like Jesus with your beard and your sandals and your robes. You're, you're basically doing the same thing. What's the difference between you and me? And he goes, well... I think we're all God, and you think you're God. <laughs> so that, that was the difference between the schizophrenic and just a healthy kind of realization of reality. I thought that was a pretty funny story from Ram Das. Yeah, it's a cool story, Ram Das. So, um, Ram Das, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Ram Das also featured in the film What the Bleep? Is that the same person I'm thinking of? It's a it's a channel. Well, I'm entry. sure he was probably interjected in there here and there, maybe. What I'm, I'm I apologize. No, I'm he, thinking he's of not one. a channel entity. He, 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 yeah, ah. he's Ram Das, the LSD professor. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I was I was yeah. I mistook it for Ramtha. Somebody called an entity calling himself Ramtha. Uh, yeah. So this magnetic grape uh, thing is also. Um, a repository of information it sort of like helps to uh connect something sort of like a hive mind now mind you okay what i'm saying is just one of many 
uh, many world interpretations of what actually springs life. So there's this mistake in physics that says that there are only certain perfect permutations of certain balances of charges of the electrons and other particles that if they were just a little bit off, we'd have a completely different universe. However, if you consider something called homeostasis or equilibrium, which is such a, a beautiful concept to understand, you'll see that when, if, there's, if there are three numbers next to each other, right, when they say one, two, three, when you change the two, I mean, when you change the one to a two, then the two changes to a three, and the three changes to four. So if you have one, two, three, and you change the two, three, four, those, you've changed those values like that, you'll have a similar permutation and existence of the ones with the values right before it because they're all homeostatically in relation to each other. You think of this all mathematical equations. You think, right. What you is think the definition of, think, help me out with homo, homeostasis. Homeostasis is like yeah. balance, like neutrality, yeah. like at rest, like well, potential it's energy. Well thought of as in how the, the cells balance water and or electrolytes for money in and outside of the cells. So extracellular as 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 opposed to intracellular mm-hmm. water, for example. Right on. So we're talking about mathematical homeostasis here, right? Yes, because all yeah. all things are gotcha. mathematical essentially. And that's the point, that there are several different permutations of how a universe that looks exactly and feels exactly and maybe even acts exactly in all of the occupants and beings like ours, because there are endless permutations. For example, you would think people talk want to talk about the butterfly effect, but if some distant part of the universe, everything is equal except for one electron is spinning a different way, that's not changing everything else in reality in something that could be, even though all things are connected, that's the connection of the of the unextended, non-physical domain of pure mathematical eternity, which is all places all the time. And so, but these these things, these electrons, these permutations, these frequency packets that come into existence uh, through something like a Fourier transform that transforms, for example, something like an electronic signal back into the vibrations of sound that then get pushed out of a speaker, thereby creating an, a physical pressure wave, which was once before just pure information. These things don't have that same effect as being internally interconnected, except in some ways if they were coupled and paired as such as an entanglement, where if you had electron doing an upspin and one doing a downspin that were paired together in the same system, like around one electron, then if no matter what the distance they were apart, if you made the one that was spinning up to spin down, the one that was spinning down would automatically spin up, not taking the speed of light or anything into consideration. It's immediate. So this is entanglement where information uh, seems to be uh, communicated instantaneously. Uh, but, the, but there are those things are those as well things as well, the physical project. And so would it be safe to say that like the matter within our solar system is more entangled than the matter outside our solar system and that the matter inside our galaxy is more entangled than the matter in other galaxies? I don't kind know. Of like the, like, like a cellular, like cellular communication. Because you know, like we live in, like they say, we live in. You got a lot of, you got a lot, you got a lot of highway or 
There goes an airplane. Yeah, I got you back. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they say we live in a fractal universe and you notice that uh, on a cellular level, we communicate with biophotons, which happen at the speed of light. And it's how we have like intracellular communication um, happens so quickly. Um, it doesn't happen chemically. You know, it happens at the speed of light and it happens with biophotons. And so maybe in the same way, um, uh, matter is communicating itself in a way that mimic kind of similar to a cell um, in a galaxy or solar system, um, even in a planet, you know, you see the model of a cell repeated throughout the galaxy. And like perhaps in the cell of the planet in an earthly cell, um, the communication happens in tectonic waves, and which are essentially sound waves traveling through the the crust or the mantle, the molten stuff, the vibrations of the planet itself, you know, uh, the planet has a bit of a heartbeat, I think itself, the sun has its own heartbeat, you know, um, all, and they all have like a little nucleus and then they have this surrounding field of like goo or plasma around it. And a galaxy is built in a very similar way. You know, solar systems built in a very similar way. Uh, planets built in a similar way. Uh, uh, even large organisms, um, large cells, and even us humans, you know, we have like a, a brain is like the cell of our, the brain is the nucleus of our nervous system. The heart is the nucleus of our circulatory system. Um, the models repeated throughout um, the universe. And it's, it's always like a different means of communication within the model. I would say like the the heart's communication is electrical and uh, magnetic, bioelectric. Um, the Earth's signal is tectonic. Um, the solar signal is nuclear. Uh, perhaps the uh, human nervous system is magnetic. Um, and the galactic signal could be quantum entanglement. So I hope you're ready to rock again, Hakeem. That was just my idea. I hope that, hope that that uh, symmetry is making sense. There's kind of a symmetry between communication systems on different levels. Uh, it, it does. And uh, the, the one thing about the polarities and things like that um, is it's an interesting concept because Polarity is what is extended out into into the physical existence. And because there's no end to actual physical space, eternity, like limited physical space is, is just as impossible as limiting anything. Because you have to think about this, like the, a concept that people fail to understand is that no matter how big something is, there's always something, some smaller layer that can fit on top of the surface. Like, where, where does it end? What, what, what happens all of a sudden? You know, we hit a turtle, but then what's, over, you know, the turtle, more turtles? But still, it's just infinite regress. And so we, we, we start looking at the fact that there can be no end to anything, but we also realize that the infinity is also the zero, the nothingness, what we consider zero in the physical world. Oh, boy, the fighting takes again. This happens when we live in a military town. Thank <laughs> you.
just kept, I thought that that would be wonderful if you guys got to experience that crunchy sound that probably comes through the headphones in a strange way. I just thought it would be a, a good, a good, a good poisoning the soil everywhere on earth, poisoning the water and soil everywhere on earth so we can get through. Don't forget. Instead You're of gone. just communicating like digitally. You're gone. Right, all that all that black gold. Mother's milk. Yes, obsolete uh, optics, everything is nothing, zero with a twist, right? Yeah, look at that. Uh, physics not to Sorry. interest not what? Were you trying to get can matter can matter can matter move at the speed of light? Not according to Einstein interest. Physics not haha. Einsteinian. Einsteinian. Yeah, uh, Einsteinian physics is interesting. uh, except there's uh, a lot of other physics. Like consider something like subquantum kinetics or the so called ontological mathematicians. Uh, there are some very interesting uh, ideas about uh, the physical, non-physical, but they all t- come down to translations of vibrations or that are sometimes called uh, num- numerals or because just information communicating best understood mathematically. And uh, so the thing, though, here is the the ultimate twist is that there are infinite understandings and all of the different philosophies in the world all play out in some way according to what is locked into the consciousness or the belief system of the individual soul stuff that happens to be running this kind of of belief. So you can go all to hell in what seems like eternity. I mean, the sun perfectly fits the idea of hell in that it, first of all, in Greek, shares the word hell with Helios. Uh, second, it fits the definition of hell in the Bible as an everlasting lake of fire because the sun is a plasma, neither living, neither liquid, gas, nor solid, but it's all three at the same time. Um, and it's everlasting in, con- in comparison to a human being's life, which, you know, the sun is like some five billion, billion years old or whatever. Yo, dude! I met Lucifer. <laughs> I can make the soul of the sun would be Lucifer, right? Fallen uh, from heaven. I, don't, uh, I, don't, I mean, Lucifer kind of literally translates to fire light or light fire. Yeah, so I was on DMT and this ball of light just, just radiated. It looked like a small sun. It looked like this, It looked like I was looking at the sun through a lens that didn't burn my eyes. You know what I mean? And... Uh, these golden uh, magnetic rays were emanating from it, uh, and one of them connected to my pineal gland, and it started telepathically communicating to me that the guy I was watching on TV playing guitar um, was able to transmit emotional information to me over space and time through this video. <laughs> I was like, wow. And it was like, yeah, be careful what you consume. And I was like, okay, noted. And then like, that was basically the whole experience. But I felt like it was like the spirit of the sun or the soul of the sun. And I'm often compelled to rip off my shirt and go bow in front of the sun every time I'm on DMT. <laughs> well, uh, Brady, consider this of what I just said about the sun uh, and the word Helios and hell. 
So let's think about the Latin word for sun, which is shared by Spanish, Portuguese, I think French and Italian. It's all the same word uh, pronounced. Uh, why is this a limited call cue? Hold on for a second. I go into this room. What's going on here? Why does it always do that? All right. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so the... Um, uh, the, so the word soul, S-O-L, is the other name for the sun. Now, if we look at this in comparison with the Hebrew word for hell, or which means separation from God, you have the two words put together, soul and hell, like helios, and you have sheol. And this is very interesting. I don't know how many of these coincidences have to keep stacking up to see that we're talking about something very similar here. Uh, whether or not now now the powers of whether or not these aliens or not right um, the fact of the matter is that in the manifestations of our belief systems we exist in these the same exact control grid for all intents and purposes every person that believes as they do will experience that exact same thing their alien fucking overlord is their God and will dish out upon them exactly what they ask for through their belief system. And if they read a book about it and it tells them that's what's going to be, that's what it's going to be. And it's exactly that. There will be some people who will go to hell and some people who will go to heaven according to how they, they weigh their, their own selves. Supposedly, according to this idea, which I have no idea uh, what the hell it is. So... Um, but it's this this thing surrounding these different ranks or these different job titles called Nurgle or Azazel. Like, for example, Nurgle is a spirit crusher. And it's a rage pressure spirit crusher. <laughs> it's so funny because rage is an emotion, right? So, But it's a rage, rage pressure spirit, demonic spiritual energy into diamond-like pure soul. But there are some Nurgles that fuck up their job and leave spiritual impurities and therefore have demonic humans running around the earth doing demonic shit. Um, Is it possible that I might Nurgle? Because, <laughs> like, like I, I get enraged and, like, I rage fuck people like psychopaths who annoy me and they actually end up becoming good people after I rage on them. <laughs> I mean, listen, this story plausible. This idea is just the same exact thing as fucking L. Ron Hubbard's uh, Scientology. It's the same thing with the freaking, the evil overlord who either has the name Zimu or Zinu. Although I found out myself that going into that lore and turning it into a real reality, it's actually a male, female type of energy. So one is actually called Zimu with an M and one's called Zinu with an N. And so L. Ron Hubbard had it partially right. There is an entity called Zimu and one called Zinu, according to his twisted reality. But everybody, there are so many infinite realities created. There, uh, but there's one existed. They're all within the um, the. Uh, they're all touching. There's they're all overlapping. They're all the the one thing. I kind of see these and, as like aspects of human consciousness, like different archetypes of human consciousness. Yes, you're you're exactly right. It plays off of and uses archetypes. But the thing is, people get stuck in archetypes for what seems like eternities in the whole heaven hell thing. And people have mixed up ideas about reincarnation. So those get blended into their whatever Abrahamic religion or other philosophy they have. And this is what plays out. And as people grow and learn. Now, remember, there's a, a number system. If you think about like a like a stick, uh, like a long stem sticking out of the ground and like a cross, it has one coming uh, 
uh, cutting across the top of up top of making like a plus sign right so they're at 90 degree angles to each other but imagine now a whole bunch of those going down it like a spine and on but there's only nine of them all in total so and on each side you have like sort of like what could be considered like a, a one part of of the energy like one is a huh, interestingly enough i could use this one is a zimu energy and one is a zinu energy <laughs> oh fucking scientology is gonna hate me um and so, but, but they each have to reach a level nine in order for that person to have lived their nine lives reincarnations because nine lives is not what people think. It's not um, nine lifetimes. It's more like 18 because they, their name is one counter and their birth date is another counter. So every time they reincarnate, it's either giving them a credit towards their, their name gets a lift or their birth date gets a lift and these things are calc or keeping track of their life path number and their destiny which are two things that can work in coordination with each other and whether you live up to your life path what is set out for you um, what what is um, gives you your strengths which is which the life path is what you, the strengths that you are born with that give you the abilities to be able to carry out your destiny and it doesn't mean that you will uh, use either and lock into either your life path or that you will lock into that of your destiny and so one of the other will suffer it's interesting that for example a person could not for example um, lock into their numeral five energy but still that number numeral five energy will advance to a number a numeral six in the next incarnation because of the work that they did something that they did lock into that's because they did achieve the destiny goal so to speak in their names alphanumeric uh contribution to the the the, the, the um tracking scale and then there's so many other permutations because then people can look in a cop records um and then so many of us also have all of these experiences together as well so meanwhile you might be living a life completely guided by numerology you'll have another one completely guided by what this whole thing of predeterminism in the Akashic records and there are so many different experiences that are happening what could be said to be simultaneously but one thing that people don't like especially very uh, religious people which is a beautiful thing faith it's a wonderful thing uh, it helps people to, to, to achieve so much but they get a little bit too uh, a little bit too, uh, I think the word might be, I'm looking for elitist about it. And want to claim that only this way is the only way because so much is at stake. Especially when you have things like, you know, eternal damnation, which is usually uh, depicted as a, a, a burning in an everlasting lake of fire. This is pretty serious and no one should be... Uh, really, I think I, I used to sometimes laugh at them, but I was still confused that someone who would who would be afraid of this and think that they have to go proselytizing to other people as, uh, um, you know, these zealots or even just really, uh, uh, I forget what they're called again, um, when people who go out to uh, evangelists, right, they become evangelists, uh, that it, there's nothing wrong with this is these people are, are, are going by the only thing that they know the things that they may have been programmed into them and it's very real for them because the more they actually believe these things the more they come true examples from real life 
this is so, so part of this is, is science fiction, but it's because I have to place everything into that category so as not to try to, to bump heads. I don't like to deal with people in the scientific community and other spiritual communities who are going to say, well, that's not how it works. Like, well, dude, it's science fiction. So, you know, let it be. Just listen to the story and be inspired or, um, you know, have me go get fucked. So the, um, so the, the, the thing is, and, and, and as you, sh you might know, that science fiction, by the, the, the high amount of speculation that you can do in science fiction, really helps to expand the mind to freely uh, to hypothesize about a lot of things that some oftentimes may, may uh, contribute to the science on this earth, as far as, as we know, and it's happened many, many times before. So um, this whole uh, idea, though, is that everything is very significant there's no like each life that you have is significant and is a chance to do something really special and to have yeah amanda this uh, ontological mathematics it was new to me until i think about 2020 um and it and, and i first got wind of it from a guy named morg that's what he calls himself morg a quite peculiar fellow who does lots and lots of videos on youtube and Seems to make a living from that kind of digital creation. What? How is Colin in the room? <laughs> Colin Tester One. <laughs> zero followers and fuck. Fo That's great. And following zero. All right. Let me Bye. <laughs> All right. So the uh, so the interesting thing is that it allows something very much like a dreamlike quality to be affected. Now, this is something very important here because I had mentioned earlier the Bardo realm. And the Bardo realm is, I use the Tibetan word for this sort of purgatory, this, this intermediary state of waiting, like a way station, right? Like in the Egyptians, weighing the heart, right? Um, and this place is where, where a soul is, still has time to work things out. And, and it determines how long they'll stay in that way station and whether or not their numbers get ticked up for that nine lives getting counted off, which remember are really 18, but 18 is really a one and an eight, which is a nine. And nine is a beautiful number like that. It even absorbs other numbers in the art of numerology, whereas you add nine, well, other it becomes the other numbers with its nine-ish qualities of completeness. It completes the other numbers, I should say, as the numeral nine, and I, I like to distinguish sometimes saying numeral rather than number, but the numeral nine, when it's added to one, becomes a one by being a 10, because one and zero is one again. Same thing with 11, you know, nine plus two is 11, which is one and one, two and on and on. We always come back to nine. And uh, this is a very interesting human soul tracking system, just very much like a social security number. Except it seems to be a lot more simplified in that you have these two numerals connected to a person's birth date because this is a man-made constructed system on Earth that was given before and the names, the alphanumerics. And of course, mind you, many people may have the same numerals and start ending up on these same tracks. It happens all the time. I see it every day in my life. And so the similarities and the things that people are doing and that they're good at, and it's very uncanny, and we can go into that another time and whatever reasons that may be for. One very interesting thing about this idea of how we create our own stuff is the, the, the experience that I have of um, 
once, for example, being very distraught and falling down on my knees in the North Fort Lauderdale Beach and praying to the Christian God, and then very shortly afterwards, uh, some guys walk up to me, I think in a, a movie theater, um, and, and just didn't start, you know, evangelizing to me and invite me out to a Christian church, which turned out to be a Christian culty place called uh, um, the International Church of Christ. And I love, I like, I like cults. I think they're great. Take a moment of uh, fire, fighter jet. So, um, the fuck are we doing fighter jets? Same thing when I was living in eastern China's Hangzhou. They were just, it's the same shit. It was like you're living in a military town. The fighters just are flying all over the place. Getting ready to drop some bombs. All right. So the, uh, the, so, and, and so then, uh, when I was distraught and I was thinking about, uh, Buddhism of the Nam-myoho Renge-kyo type, those people came to me. Same thing when I was, uh, when I started pondering and reading a bunch of Scientology books in the privacy of my own library, which is a storage unit in California, in Tarzana, California, then all of a sudden the Scientologists would come out the woodwork. So I started testing this, and every single time, somebody from that particular faith, religion, or philosophy that I was looking very deeply into would just come out of the woodworks and start wanting to hang out with me for something. I'm like, what the F? Which brings me to my present lifetime. I have uh, lately, twice in a row, have allowed people into my life who have, one of them constantly accused me of being a narcissist while physically, verbally, emotionally abusing me. A girl, a woman in China uh, who I eventually had to leave the country because of, of being just beat up and fucked over. And yeah, it's crazy, man. I had to, I went from, I had to go from, uh, from Eastern China to Western China and even that could not escape the wrath. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. I think I'm okay. Uh, but then I, I came here and I got another uh, energetic, psychic, soul, time vampire trying to fucking drink my, my, my juicy blood. So, um, you know, and that sucks. But, you know, fortunately, I, I've seen it and was able to extricate it. But, um, Dude, that's so vindicating that you mentioned that because I was just in a room yesterday full of douchebag assholes who were complaining about the woke narcissist. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I hear this term narcissist get thrown a lot. It gets thrown around a lot by a lot of like pseudo psychologists. You know what I mean? It's like they learn. It's like the first psychology term they use. And then they just they just diagnose everyone they don't like with narcissism. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd just like to point out to you, yeah, what you're absolutely correct in that line of thinking. I'd like to point out to you as well. Look how much the word narcissist is bandied around on the internet and popular television. For example, when I tried to bide my time with uh, some shows. Oh, you're gonna say Brady? Oh no, I'm just muting up. You're good. Uh, yeah. So. Um, like, for example, I started watching a show, Criminal Minds, when I was 
you know, trying to wake up out of my grief and depression after my wife was killed in New York in October 24th of 2019, when I was actually awake and not in a vodka-fueled junken stupor of, like, just sleep and fucking abject, like, just depravity. I uh, would watch Criminal Minds, and, like, I'd say probably 86% of the episodes were talking about some narcissist shit. Like, this guy's a narcissist, narcissist. So much happened that, like, towards the end of me watching Marathon episodes of this shit, I started screenshotting it and putting it on my Instagram as, like, just showing how much narcissist shit and taking short videos of it. And I was like, man. And at the same time, and I only started noticing it after this woman was abusing the fuck out of me and calling me a narcissist all the time and quoting, like, Dr. Romani videos and some other, like, British or Australian guy. And she's like, narcissist, narcissist. And would tell me everything. Holy fuck, nar- dude. Fucking We've me. uncovered some programming. Like, that's what it is, dude. It's criminal minds, dude. <laughs> I know so many people who are obsessed with that show. And, know yeah, these are the exact same individuals who throw this word around so much. It's so weird. It is. Here's something mind-blowing. Yesterday, uh, Sarah and I, my 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 dutiful, beautiful co-host here, and I, she pulled a story out of a book called This is a Book. And uh, it was uh, called, yeah, it's called This is a Book. And the story we read was called Socrates' Publicist. And, uh, yeah. And so, um, any so the uh, the idea and Socrates is publicist. Well, I think that people should read this book, but um, it's a it's a fascinating little journey into uh, some understanding. Well, let me circle back on something uh, because of my train of thought is getting pulled out here. What the hell? Okay, I don't know what these people are contacting me for. This is so confusing. Sometimes all the social. I think it was Sarah who recommended like mushroominformation.org or something along those lines the other day to me. It was like I'm mu- mushroom sure. reptile. Did you do that? It was Sarah? amazing. That's awesome. It was such a resource. Same I banged out at like a really informative little mushroom science show real quick. So, um,. This, pro, oh yeah, programming, for sure, okay. Um, yeah, the, so there's a, a whole lot of things that you get sucked into, and there's a, I've drawn in like these, these energy vampires, as some people have called them, and uh, I've had, uh, but, but the problem is, though, is remember, when I was a child, I asked for this, so, uh, oh, I forgot that part, ha ha ha. That Nurgle who's been fucking up uh, souls by with, with demonic spiritual impurities, I was one of them. Uh, and I got knocked back into this life where my name equals a number nine, but I have to go four more of these other half-lives on my birthday side because I, I fucked up. And, and I keep on repeating shit over and over again. And when you say this is, name, you're talking about the name your parents gave you? Uh, yeah, birth name. Yep. Uh, and it's like they think they give it to you, but there's another thing going on there that makes people think they have. And so there is free offer will, this to you, my man. I've had a voice in my head one time tell me that I have a secret name. I'm not supposed to tell the people what my name is, but like, there's like another name given to me, like at some point in time. Like, 
I don't go around, I don't identify as this name like publicly, but like internally, I kind of like, it's, always, it's kind of always been there. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, it's, it is a, a quite a fascinating thing to think about how um, none of these things like that I'm saying, as far as when I, I've looked into it, none of it actually um, takes away from anybody's religion. I know a lot of people say, well, that's a cop out. You're just trying to people please everybody and accommodate everyone. Well, unfortunately, it just kind of works that way. That's from my experience, that way, which could be completely wrong. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Like, you're actually validating a lot of stuff that I've kind of been, like, wondering about, you know? Um, so that's really interesting. And, and even completely outside of the context of what I actually believe, like, when you bring up Christian stuff, how you mentioned yeah. Christians would come contact you. I was thinking, I just made a Facebook post the other day about how I just realized I'm a Hindu. It was a Hindu girl tearing apart some Christian critics on TikTok. She did a fantastic job. And I posted it in light of, like, what's going on on Iran. Anyway, I realized after her little rant that I'm Hindu. I, I'm technically a Hindu. She's like, uh, she's like, anyone can be a Hindu. Like, there's no amount of like, there's like a thousand different rules you you can choose to follow in Hindu or not, and you're no more or less a Hindu uh, for like breaking a rule or something like that or not doing a thing. Um, you're still Hindu um, even if you don't follow all the rules. You know, is what she was saying. And I was like, oh, well, shit, well, then I'm technically a Hindu, you know, <laughs> like easy as that. And like, yeah, there's so no, the, no baptism ritual, structure. not like joining the cult of Abraham at all. Yeah, well, it is, it is a very useful cult, the cult of Abraham. Um, I'm only beginning to unlock the spell book that is the Bible. Um, there's a lot of really powerful stuff in there, and it is pure fucking wizardry i mean it is the shit of fucking the coolest ass dreams ass. And nightmares. all right man give us some examples let me know what you're talking about because i know what you're talking about like there's the bible has got some good shit in there but you have to be a you have to be initiated to know what you're reading yeah that's the thing yeah that's the thing uh, now there are several um so oh man this is the, <clears throat> okay so there are uh, several different approaches to sitting in the same place and being accosted uh, by fighting kids. Bombs, they cause smart, and still kill everybody like a fart. Instincts, here comes the fighter chess. Alright. Uh, so, a funny thing about. Um, about uh, this whole. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me see. Gotta make sure. These collars. It's funny when you edit things in a room, it always defaults back to making the collars limited. I have to make sure I all go in there. When I save to change, put the links in the room. That okay? Well, you know, I like the I like the new uh, interface of Colin. Colin has become the top social audio app, uh, right next to Wisdom, and only because it's less buggy than Wisdom. I don't know if you guys experience a lot of bugs in Colin, but it really it's a lot 
less buggy than Wisdom, which is new. Even though I love Wisdom as my primary platform, Sarah and I are coming back over here because of the updated features and just the complete, uh, the complete, the, the freedom of this. If you look at something like ethical hacking, I'll talk about that in a second, but um, is where you just basically use stuff and repurpose it for, for things that you don't really, people may not usually consider it for. Like if you look at an app like Clubhouse where they allow you to put one link in there, right? That's cool to keep people focused. That's great. Here, you can put several links in what I call the link bar. I don't know if they call this thing here, but you can put several links in there and you can actually teach a class, like a legit classroom, just like how with, with just audio and let people use the, the visuals to read the, the text documents that you may link from a blog site or something else where you've uploaded it uh, to the internet. Um, even if it could be like a page that has downloadable PDFs for people who want to be able to look at it offline. It has the perfect setting because the call-in feature is like a student who raises their hand and you call on them to answer the question. And of course, then the rest of the listeners are like the other students in there. And it's a great feature to be, if you, if you look at things like that, you know, if you want to have that kind of, um, uh, flexibility. Oh, flexibility um, and freedom here. Also, no censorship, I'll say. I'm shocked at what we're able to get away with on here. <laughs> yeah, I Thank think you. that it's great. Let's take a moment of sirens. A moment of sirens. Erica. Everybody's okay. <laughs> A moment of sirens. All right, so thank you for coming back in the queue, Sarah. I was talking about the, the uh, Brady asked me about some of the the in, infinite spellcasting wisdom uh, from the the Christian Bible, and uh, one of them uh, from the very beginning is uh, that says, "In the beginning, God created the sky and the earth," and um, this is basically. The, the yin and yang somebody who mentioned that in the in the comments point one finger at others and five are pointing back at you stupid narcissistic assholes uh, he took the yin and yang and made a 666 out of it wait who did that more absolute apt. more yeah more created his own religion yes hyperionism yes that's right uh, he did um, and that's what that's the only problem where like I'm glad that because of him I, I discovered what ontological mathematics is and started to look into it more what I find disturbing is his his religion it's like oh fuck <laughs> you know it's just like oh shit here comes another Scientology right you know what I mean it's like you know let's let's just chill out with this stuff now it's, it's I can't believe that people are still doing this but he actually does a really good job but it, it constantly looks like he's trying to get his dick sucked which is the problem so so many times <laughs> these organizations right there's like one douchebag with a microphone and that is where the problem uh comes up you know uh so but I'm all about creating new religions I think he did a brilliant job when it came to uh, Hyperion or Hyperionism um he he did a fantastic job i really like what he's doing as an artist he's a brilliant philosopher you know uh yeah love the guy yeah but yeah I he's really, a little I, yeah yeah i enjoy morgues uh there's a lot of stuff that i've watched that kind of were mind-blowing to me but then you know just like everybody you know we all say some stupid shit that you lose a fucking listener because of like like he like I, I'm, and it's because of bias. Like I have a lot of bias for stuff that I do that I'm really invested in. So I don't necessarily say they're emotional anymore, but they're more based on understanding. 
And so one of the things, someone asked him a question probably about um, si simply because there are unmistakable, undeniable uh, overlaps with these different things. So someone asked Morg about uh, binaural beats and can they be useful for, you know, getting into this meditative state and, and releasing from the, the physical body and the other thing. Anyway, he dismissed that and he dismissed meditation. And it's like the one part of meditation that he, he keeps on pointing out one feature of it which he doesn't understand is only one type of meditation, which is using the parasympathetic nervous system by using breathing exercises, things like that, to calm yourself the fuck down, right? That is one form of meditation, and that's the meditation that leads into clearing your mind and that whole emptiness shit. And that's a valid form of meditation, but he dismisses that. He's always saying, you don't want to empty your mind. You want to, and okay, bro, slow down. There's a completely different type of meditation that scientists have looked into using the sympathetic nervous system. Now, I'm only using these terms because I just recently read a neuroscience news article talking about this. But it puts in, it helped me to, to use their scientific terminology to explain something that I understand has been going on for thousands of years, which is people have been able to control their sympathetic nervous system which is responsible for fight or flight which was previously which was as i'll borrow a word from uh terminology from uh dr strange which was hitherto unknown by science right it was hitherto unknown to science so according to the article that people could control their parasympathetic nerve nervous system to any degree so this is called the arousal of the nervous system which gets you into a heightened flow state, which allows for more mental focus and clarity, this type of meditation. And they found that, that also people in this class of highly evolved meditators are part of an ancient sect who have the legendary ability to be able to raise their body temperatures, these people who live in the Himalayas and things like that, to a feverish level in order to combat the cold. And so this, and so now they finally matched up what this is, as opposed to the go blank and, you know, let it whatever observe and fill your mind. You know, the ones that say, be still, just simply observe. Don't try to control the thoughts. Watch them go by. Observe the thoughts. Empty your mind. Like that, that's one thing. And I think that's what Morg is talking about and completely excluding that there's a whole other type of meditation. And this goes to show no matter what anybody says, no matter how much they claim to understand it, we're all going to have holes in our logic, just like we have holes in our butt to get rid of the shit that we're full of. <laughs> you know, we're all going <laughs> to... You know, so that's what those holes are there for, right? For us to poop out all the garbage. We're supposed to freaking get rid of waste. And also, some of the other holes interesting enough that sometimes can be just as stinky are our fucking mouths right with all the germs in there you fucking imagine you know people get killed biting people and shit you would kill somebody with your dirty ass teeth you know so like we have we have these holes chomp chomp we have these holes hey, shit you're fucking scraping me out here <laughs> take it easy with the fucking jumping in <laughs> um the um the uh the, the mouth, so there's these holes I have to bring things in, and also our ears, right? Everything is a fucking portal, right? It's like a window. You got these ear holes, eye holes, nose holes, the, they're, we call them nostrils these days, right? Uh, mouth hole, and then we got, and then we have the uh, the urinary tract that's connected to a hole, and an anus. 
and it's like all these holes everywhere. I mean, the eyes can even be considered holes in a way because they also <clears throat> they also concave in their structure and how they the, behind the the uh, the frontal lamina and the the orbit. Uh, I mean, the uh, the orb of the eye. The, all that fucking juicy goo. <laughs> Fred of vaginas. Yeah, you know. Um, so, um, anyway, so I, I, anyway, I, I, thank I, you. I had to say it. I digress. But we, um, but there's so many things that we, we talk about that we could expand and just and just think, oh, that's interesting. It doesn't take away from just because things are infinite and limitless, and we're not experiencing all this shit at the same time. It takes nothing away from the experience we're having on this life because we're only going to have one as unique as this. And it's fucked up, man. Because we don't get to go back. All that fucking time traveling bullshit, man. Yeah, there's experiences like that. But not in this particular realm right now. Man, you know how many people... Like, what? Man, that's just that's cheating. That's a cheat code. The fucking cheat code. You don't need the cheat code here. Just switch per perspective. Get the fuck out of here. All right? You don't like it? People do it all the time. It's called suicide. I'm not telling people to commit suicide. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that. Uh, but people are doing it all the time anyway in very slow ways um, and thinking that they're living. Now, let's shift into this perspective really quickly because this is the real juice that I was waiting for all the fucking uh, cyber clones and spies to go away now that i've been talking for an hour and a half 90 minutes is the mark that i can actually get into the real shit so everybody who's actually here is about to about to get the the, the real fucking carrot juice so <sighs> if you put something into your body that poisons you and takes you look at everything as an integer scale we, we, we presume we should be, for all intents and purposes, be born on an integer scale out of zero. But everything we do negative to our existence ticks backwards, so to speak, into the negative zone of like destruction of our physical body and our mental state and our spiritual connection to our, the source of what we are. And the more we make these so-called positive decisions, it goes in the other direction. People tend to be concerned about the wrong things, like if you do this, then it's a sin and that. The actual, the real sin, and I say real, uh, which is a word we, ha we must absolutely understand. Real is royal. It's a divinity word. And it's reality. It's identical to the words of other cognates, reality, royalty, right? So you've got these, these words that are disguised. We have to look at what real is and what royal, and start to look at the, the, the origins of words and how they cross back into other languages that remain un, completely unchanged throughout time uh, when we're talking about like these aspects of good and evil. People are sitting around, and, and now I, I know that people are going to be offended when they hear the recording, or you, some people might be listening live, this is not a criticism or a negative judgment against you. Everything is a judgment, but some things are positive judgments, some things are negative judgments. And even the, ju the thing of saying, 
don't judge is a judgment to get judging. So we all judge things. Now, but this is not what that is. There, there are things that I say that you can talk about that are healing and things that are just expressions. And this is an expression. And it's an expression of, through observation that some people, for whatever reasons in their lives, their bodies become sick and diseased, sometimes through things that, that are called preventable, like becoming fat and obese, um, by developing diabetes, and so on and so forth. These things, by, by sedentary lifestyles, having weaker bones, getting older and becoming hunched over, attitudes of mind that people say are old, things like this, people do to themselves. Now this is the actual evil. People are running around talking about the devil and all this shit. You're following the fucking devil. Those are all different curses. Just putting these things into words and terms that people can understand, right? Using the religious jargon and all that. All the fucked up shit that we do, those are curses. All right? That's a curse that you're putting on yourself if you allow it. And when you eat healthier and, and you make the right decisions for your body, which is not a perfect science for everyone or anyone, but when anything is done that puts a plus sign, okay, that's a blessing. Like some of the people have gotten it, and we all get some of these parts correct. You know, but like 99.9% .9 of the stuff I'm saying has no application in any realm of existence, except for the fact that it might be interesting and entertaining and help to spawn and spur other ideas and inspirations, which therefore makes it somehow useful in some ways, but can then be easily just used that information to cloud and create designs that are enslaving. So, oh man, there's just, there's so much and so much, uh, but this thing about the good and evil that people talk about is very simple. What is adding and what is subtracting? Meaning like, for example, um, what is poisoning or what is healing? And these can be different things to different people, interestingly enough. We all know this. And there's, even in, in we've all intuitive, intuitively known this, but in, in uh, genomics and genomics, or it's called sometimes, specifically like pharmacogenomics or pharmacogenetics, and things where we talk about CYP, CY3, the bird flies, CYP450 enzyme system, which gets rid of xenobiotics and several other systems in our bodies. We know that everybody metabolizes, for example, different pharmaceutical products differently, just as much as different foods. And not everybody should be eating the same foods because our bodies process them quite differently. People with melanated skin and women in particular, and don't fuck it up if you're a, a melanated woman, you got even more problems than eating the same food as, for example, a non-melanated man. So, for example, uh, Brady can eat a whole wide variety of things that are are um, accumulated by us uh, um, in this country, specifically, and other places where there's a, a high concentration of of Caucasian people that found things that make their bodies healthy and through no intention of their own have because of the of consuming and, and gathering and farming the things that that ship the best and treat their bodies the best they've inadvertently excluded other people and 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 have seen well this is healthy for us and and said this is the way it's going to be when that 
very limited variety is not healthy for everybody's metabolism and have therefore inadvertently also garnered reputation in this day and age of everybody idiotically going around and blaming white people for everything. But it's all by design because it's one of those divide and conquer, very simple shit. Um, yeah, I can, and I can drink like a, a whole gallon of milk, no problem at all. Yeah, cheese all day, you know. And that's how it, I think, is, is, are dairy products subsidized as well in this country? As well as, I know beef and sugar are. It's a very, uh, it's a very interesting conundrum, but it can be traced to things that conspiracy theorists have been covering for years. But it's a very interesting conundrum that um, we do import so many things that we have no uh, actual need to import. And it's simply because of, you know, moving money around. It's the same thing as Ozark. Raise your hands if you guys have watched the show Ozark. Okay, it's, it's all um, a form of laundering. Um, it's a way to say, okay, so I went into a smoke shop last night. And I was looking around and the guy who looked a lot like a fucking blend of between like fucking Cheech and uh, Jack Herrer, the emperor of hemp. Like pulled me over to the side. He's like, "Do you want this? This just CBD stuff? Or do you want the real stuff?" And he's like, "No." And he pulls out three boxes. He's like, "Now we can't sell this to you." <laughs> I was like, "All right, give me the lowdown." He's like, "But what we can do is we can sell you this sticker here for this amount of money, and uh, we can give you this box here with this THC, this pure THC vape, for free as a gift." It's like, man, you guys are fucking geniuses. <laughs> Whoever came up with this scheme, right? So this is uh, this kind of thing here. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but let me get back, right? So, but so things are are made uh, for a certain demographic, and and through no through inadvertently because of just saying, hey, well, this is we feel good this way. Um, this is making us feel good. Uh, this has led to people being blamed for something that really wasn't the way. Yes, of course, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, going on in the world where there was white enslaving blacks, but that's they're not they weren't the first ones doing that to black people. Uh, so so called right. If we want to use the terms black and white, fucking niggas were enslaving niggas for the longest fucking time in their own goddamn places and homes. White same thing with white people. Everywhere you go, somebody fucking dominated somebody else. All right. Even it's it still goes on to this very day in forms that we find mildly ex and disturbingly, for some reason, uh, acceptable, as in the sub the the subversion of many a double X chromosome of our species, aka women, in the world, where people are just like, yeah, these bitches can fucking suck my dick and all this fucking crazy shit that people say. Right. And all these fucking terminologies used to fucking put women down and then make people of all kinds have to just dichotomize and split everybody up by making everybody have to fight for just basic rights and just confusing the shit out of people with all this dumbness, making everybody fight for all kinds of stuff that does not matter. The fucking evil. Stop poisoning your goddamn vessel, poisoning your body and your mind with all this bullshit. That's the evil. You want to talk about the real fight of good and evil? All is connected. Let's just fucking look at this for a second. <clears throat> All right. Um, that 
your body, like you're in a body on this world. And if you're saying to me that shit that you do in this place is going to affect you eternally in some everlasting life afterwards, then yeah, stop fucking up your body. The goddamn high fructose corn ship is a fucking evil spell. You can look at it that way. I'm not, look, I'm not this religious fucking magic ass person and shit like that, but I just, I like metaphysics. And these descriptions of these things are very well suited to what I'm just, I'm talking about here. It's, it's such a simple concept that we're always overlooking it. I'm not coming up here being like I knew this shit all along. I'm not the only one. We all know this shit all along. You all can look at it and know intuitively you know all kinds of shit. You already fucking everybody is different. And that we all will, we all will, you could look. How is it acceptable to say that 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 an alcoholic beverage can affect a 400 pound man differently than a than a 100 pound woman? But then we go ahead and prescribe the exact same amounts of pharmaceutical medications to a 400 pound man as you do a 100 pound woman. Not taking into consideration how much more fucked up that woman is going to be for all kinds of reasons besides her size of her body, let alone her genetic metabolistic organ, uh, genetic makeup, uh, genetic makeup. I'm constantly telling my friends, take only what you need in regards to your prescriptions. You know, uh, listen to your body, use only what you need, shave off small amounts of your pills, mix it in with some juice, whatever. Um, but take only what you need when you need it. You know, um, don't just blindly, you know, do what the doctors are telling you. Um, one thing I don't know yet is, uh, what you discovered in the Bible, what kind of, uh, mysteries you've been able to pull out of the Bible because I get a lot out of the Apocrypha, but getting something out of like, say the King James version is, uh, not as easy. Oh, right. So, uh, the one thing I was talking about was just look at the very first verses of the Bible, which are very close to, it's just in the beginning, God created this guy in the earth, basically. Um, interesting thing that's kind of related, but not really in, in the Hebrew, depend on, um, the spacing between the characters in the Hebrew language, um, it can mean something slightly different. So slightly changing the spacing between the characters in Hebrew, that line then reads, you are sky, you are earth. And so when you think about that, it's telling you a completely different story simply by a, a, an arrangement of letters and book, a spell. And so again, interpretation is very, very powerful. When you interpret your only uh, route to salvation is by believing in this man-god, child of God, this very sometimes confusing trinity, um, and that's the only way to get there. Because look, I'm not fucking with you Christians, all right? I'm not, man, not anymore. But it's just that, uh, that it's not the only fucking way to think and not the only, like you got... Christians are saying, okay, we, the only intermediary, the only way is through Jesus Christ and belief in that particular being. Fine. You know what? That's actually true. Not in the Scientology way of what's true for you, what's true for you, right? All this cop-out bullshit. Um, no, in the way that, that you actually experientially create that somehow. I because of my fucking ba my lies right which are um me in the past being like oh i'm so thankful and grateful for all the stuff i have even walking down the street alone i remember specifically an incident 
in China, walking down in the city called Juji, where I lived with Flora Elizabeth Crosco, my wife. And I remember being so particularly happy riding my bike or walking down. I can't remember which one it was. I just remember I was the direction I was moving in towards this town called Datang. And just breathing in deeply. I'm so thankful because everything was going good, right? So that's when assholes like me are all thankful for shit all of a sudden because it's all fucking good. Put me in a position of Job and I'll fucking be begging, right? Maybe at another time, maybe that would have been me. I would have been begging. Now I'm just like, fuck you, God, right? I wrote a song about it. But like if I was in that position before, I'd be begging, God, please stop. Like, dude, the devil is kicking my ass. Can we please not do this anymore, right? But, uh... But so Christians, because that's your belief, that's true. There is a being, a person, a man, God called Jesus that walked the earth and for all intents and purposes did everything in the Bible. All of it's real. All that shit happened in a plane of existence that is no less real than anything else. You have the whole thing about real is the most fuckety thing that people have to get a hold of. Because when you have an experience, it is real. Even your brain, even neurology will tell you that. Let's look at some things in neurology that will prove this out to you. That, it can, that also have very practical applications that you can do right fucking lickety split now. After, as soon as you learn about it. It's like a recipe in a cookbook, which is back, exactly what scientists do in scientific research. Is follow a recipe. Try to prove me wrong. Okay? I challenge you. This is one of those things that I actually think that I know. Right? And I'm but but the thing is the science is like in research, that's why they publish scientific papers and journals. It's a recipe, just like Betty Crocker, for somebody to get the exact same result. Because they do their best to use the exact same they they lay they tell you exactly what equipment they used from exactly what manufacturer and what size room in sometimes that they were in and the temperature of the room, let alone the temperature of how they heated everything up and what centrifuge they used at what speed, right? What brand again, right? And so they, all these parameters they set in science, scientific experiments are exactly the same as a food recipe, right? For a cake is the same thing to repeat a scientific experiment. You have to use the exact same brands of equipment and the exact same amount at the exact same temperatures for the exact same time and mix in the exact same order. And that is how you can pass on all this information. One of them is uh, this whole idea of where we can start to direct and steer uh, certain things. Hold on for a second. <clears throat> Oh, right. So the so the now the thing is, is that um, anybody in your belief system, you're going to experience that. and that it does not take anything away from all of the stuff is happening. So the numbers and your alphanumerics of your name are advancing or staying the same. I don't know of any cases or can't think of any reason why they would go actually backwards. 
uh, obsolete optics wrote, up to the 20th century, reality was everything humans could touch, smell, see, and hear. Since the initial publication of the chart of the electromagnetic spectrum, humans have learned that what they can touch, smell, see, and hear is less than one millionth of reality. 99% of all that is going to affect our tomorrows is being developed by humans using instruments and working in ranges of reality that are non-humanly sensible. R. Buckminster Fuller on Education, 1979. Yes, exactly. And what, you know, another cool analogy of that that can put that into perspective for anybody who didn't quite grasp that yet is was given to me uh, by a documentary called The Elegant Universe featuring a physicist, a theoretical physicist named Brian Greene. And the example they gave was imagine that the entire, the entire spectrum of light, that frequencies that we can measure, um, would be like taking a, a, a roll of film, old celluloid that people used to take pictures on, these kind of things for all of you uh, aren't up on the, the, the old school shit the way us folks used to do stuff. Um, these rolls of film, if you took one of these 35 millimeter rolls of film, that was as long enough to go from the southernmost point of California all the way up to Washington State. Our visible spectrum of Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, would only be one frame or less than one frame. So think about that. All those miles from California all the way up to Washington State and our visible spectrum that we can see, and, and maybe you can include the things that we can hear, right, because it's all limited ranges, could fit in just less than one frame of that film that extends all of that so we have all that other all that reality we're just like a hair right less than a hair of what we experience as reality which gives a lot of interesting information to how when people start tapping into things like blood like uh red hot chili peppers gave us one recipe for altering and and seeing and, and tuning into different channels of reality with blood sugar sex magic your blood sugar Either high or low, or high, right? Uh, sex, orgasm is a form of magic. And you combine those two together, imagine fucking being fucking on a sugar high, drunk on vodka, jacking, on off, vodka, into the jacking wind, off, and what kind of fucking portals you open with that shit if you're not careful. Like, think of, look at all the crazy <laughs> shit that happens with people having drunken sex and shit, right? All the demonic fucking shit that we're opening God. up and creating tulpas because we're not knowing, we weren't taught before and we did and we're running around thinking that we can just worship this one man god thing and put up all of our faith into that and that's the only way no there are because if you believe that but you can believe right you can see what the saying you, goes um, the saying goes hold on for you, a second the saying goes in like the uh the self-development industry that was old right it goes if you if, whatever you can conceive and believe you can achieve right and it's a similar thing in faith and belief go ahead brady i'm sorry about that <clears throat> i'm wondering if you found anything in the bible about like blood magic or sex magic or sugar magic or uh anything uh, maybe even magic surrounding jacob's pillow stone and the the philosopher's stone dmt would you find what did you what were you able to pull out of the bible and uh, i know there's got to be blood magic in there somewhere um well the so uh again looking at the beginning uh in the beginning god created the sky and god created the earth um okay I, I got you, Sarah. I see. I know you're here. Thanks for staying in the room and supporting. I know you're not feeling all the best, but that's okay. 
um, there is um, uh, so then as you go on very quickly you start to get some really weird shit starting to happen and a lot of people question why and everybody wants to kind of twist around what uh, these all these things mean and the funny thing is is that hardly anybody understands any of this stuff but they but by simply having one single belief these people are entering into heaven um, and many of them but but not right away and some of them never do because we go through these these lives, these nine lives, right? That are ticking off, that are being tracked by your names, alphanumerics, and your birthday. And you're advancing through this like soul school, for example. I mean, I'm using these terms. These are not names that anybody, like I don't even know if they exist or if anybody else is using these terms. Like this is just me speaking in words that are intuitive that I think that people can understand what I'm talking about when you, when I say this. So it's like going through different grades of soul school and you have nine grades on each side. Of like you could say one is the left side of the brain, the right side of the brain. One is the left-hand path, one is the right-hand right path. And so which is which? Is the, 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 the numerals that dictate your life path number the same ones? Um, you're the left-hand path, as we would say, like people call dark, which is, which is called the life path numbers, or is it the destiny? I think that it would actually be the destiny number would be the left-hand path, the one that's connected to your name, um, because that is human beings creating that um, directly by saying, I'm going to name my child this. Whereas the other ones come, yeah, human beings create that too through the act of sex, but no one really knows when the baby's actually going to come out. People, doctors claim to have some precision on that. And a lot of times it's very close, but they don't know the exact minute, day, and hour, and all that stuff like that. But there's a high degree of precision uh, from what I've, I've heard. Um, but I don't look into those sort of things. I don't have children and, uh, and, uh, yet, uh, um, so, uh, and, and I've never taken that keen of an interest in finding out about birth cycles and how accurate doctors do these such things. But the, um, the, the belief systems though, don't require a whole lot of variety in order for you to get the result that you believe in. Um, I've never read the the egg. <laughs> I like the name, the egg by Andrew Weir. Is it Y or Weir? Um, I've never met that one obsolete. Um, but but now there are because so there are endless amounts of things that are really really interesting about some of these ideas about the reality and I have to really get back to the whole idea of good and evil that people are constantly fighting and saying that there's a devil and there's a God and that um, which would be true for them but we could simplify and live a lot better if we weren't being poisoned with this idea that that it's overcomplicated but we all come to understand it's like a it's a different lesson um, just like how um, you know different people get different content from different streaming services right that's what's that's another way of looking at it is just people are just like oh you know people have their favorite shows right and and that's how religions are religions are people's favorite shows and when you got your favorite show or like your favorite team you can talk about the stats and the actors lives and all this stuff about it and it goes back to this idea of for example i spoke earlier of the a certain type of Buddhist meditation, like the Buddhist in the Himalayas who can generate body heat that is feverish in order to combat the cold, who activate an arousal system in their body, the sympathetic nervous system of controlling fight or flight. Um, these, uh, these Buddhists, they found that the, uh, there's two different types of 
of a tantric meditation that are done. And actually one is called non-tantric mahamudra. And that's when a person goes into this meditation of, of where it's clearing their mind because they do it after a non-tantric mahamudra, which means that emptying, blanking of the mind that we talked about before, like the meditation you hear where people, where people listen to and, it's, and it says, now attempt to make yourself quiet. Begin taking these breaths and little by little, empty your mind. So the ones that talk to you about emptying your mind and making it blank and all this other stuff like that, that is the non-tantric mahamudra that's practiced, which activates the parasympathetic nervous system in order to calm your nerves down or to relax you. Now, just like the sound of this jet,
where he's pulling energy into his Dantian. And I I've, I've, I've did a lot of research into that guy. I was able to c come up with some other videos of him uh, knocking things over at a distance uh, with his breathing. Um, now, it wouldn't be like he was like exhaling really hard and blowing something over. It was like he would exhale really hard through his nose. He'd be like... And then something would like topple over in the distance, you know, like, uh, but, uh, and it was like, like a, a pile of cans or something like that. Something that couldn't be just like blown over, you know, but interesting guy, interesting video. I can attest. I've seen it. It was very strange and I would love more follow-up information on that if possible, but there's not a lot of info on the guy. It is quite impressive in the, in that it's like the only one of its kind. Like, there's nobody else going around fucking doing Hadouken shit on fucking balled-up newspaper or anything. Nobody's shocking. No, there's no videos of people, dudes out there from Java or anywhere, shocking people or igniting things on fire quicker than physics. Like, I just don't, I just don't see that a lot. And, uh, and that's a very specific, that's a very specific set of skills, right? And it's just like, well, okay, cool. So... The, so these guys in the Himalayas are, are bringing their body temperatures to fever states in order to combat the, the, the cold temperatures. And this is something that simply could be traced back to necessity, right? It's cold, let's heat up. We're not going to drink vodka. We'll just fucking meditate the shit out of our fucking calorie system. Because that's exactly what happens, is that calories are, are tiny explosions in the mitochondria of actually creating heat or infrared waves, another form of photons that we cannot see because it's infrared, not quite the high frequency of red to be detected by our eyes, just like ultraviolet is just a little bit higher than the violet color that we can detect with our eyes. It's just a little bit out of our range that our equipment can detect, our physical, uh, actually biological equipment that is. There are other equipment from material scientists, of course, that detect many other things that we don't with ours and insects and animals that do the same thing. They harness as well as <clears throat> dispense and do different things with bioelectricity, bioluminescence and all that kind of stuff. And other human beings have very interesting uh, abilities that they've either developed or seem to have been born with somehow. So on to this control. Now we have that and there are ways to measure that and people have done it, and it's not a secret. We can, and even people that we know, you know some people who've done amazing things, you've seen some quite incredible things yourselves that you're like, oh, I may not have seen that correctly, or whatever, how we dismiss some of the quite intense experiences that we have in our lives because we just either are not open up, open enough or ready at the time to, to just accept, okay, that's a, an experience that was real to me because I experienced it just like the examples I was going to give from science and now the Bible connection comes into this thing that we, that, that has been used in, uh, and I said, I, I said a long time ago, and I apologize that I didn't get to these very applicable things that you can do now. Uh, they're basically boiled down to, and I apologize if people don't have these abilities to visualize and imagine things with the, in the visual field. Uh, because there, there's something that, that we know of called a visual motor behavioral rehearsal or VMBR that was used in the Olympics that was based on the idea of experiments done that showed that meditators who visualize basketball players, they are who visualize, who are trained to, so let me stop short again, basketball players who 
were trained to visualize uh, shooting free throws, were monitored how their free throws improved against basketball players who actually shot free throws and saw how much they improved, and then a control group who didn't practice or imagine doing free throws. And then when it was measured, it was shown that the basketball players who practiced free throws improved by 23%. The ones who imagined it improved by 17, whereas, of course, the ones who didn't improved only by 2 to 3%. 17% is significant in that it's so much higher than those who are in the control group and very close to the ones in the group that actually practiced the free throws. There's one thing about Minder that it's going to start to get a little bit deeper here now as we go along to these powers that humans once you lock into them and, well, believe that you have them because you're not going to do anything unless you believe it. Uh, people have used this example before that if you didn't believe that the ground would be there every day, you you would hesitate getting out of bed if you didn't think that it might be there. Right? They'd get up out of bed and you look down to make sure it's there. Just like people expect the sun to rise. But here's another flip side to think about through belief. Someone's walking down the street and they see a snake and they because they don't want to get bitten by a snake. Let's just say they have been bitten by a snake, so it's a legitimate, uh, what's called rational fear as opposed to an irrational fear, which is known also as a phobia. But let's say they did get bitten by a snake and so they have a reason to be fearful of snakes because it was a really nasty snake bite that left some necrosis that took chunks out of their fucking flesh that they still scar to this very day. So they see a snake and they jump. But then upon closer inspection, it's just a twisted branch or a fucking piece of a, a fucking fire hose or somebody's used condom on the ground. And because they thought it was a snake, they reacted as if it was a snake, even though it wasn't with all the panic and the exact same trauma relived and that in their body as if it was actually a snake. Think about that for a moment. And we might have already known this before, but this is what happens. And, and, and so these very uh, mental things that, yes, come from an outside stimulus, again, seeing a snake, that's a very physical thing, or at least thinking you are, but then we make this decision and we, and we become fearful. We have a panic attack. That's, that's exactly the same as if it was a snake or not, or you just mistook it. Even after you realize that it's not a real snake, you still do change in the panic response system that already happened. So now, the one example there was of how we uh, change things from a thought to a thing. One of the first ways we do that is by speaking, right? We, we make a physical pressure sound wave from a thought in the same way that Fourier transforms can show us how electronic signals can be trans or information can be transferred into pressure sound, physical pressure sound waves. So you're going from a non-physical domain to a physical domain. This is a very important aspect to remember. And one of the things that the ontological mathematicians dance around when we really need to just be focusing on that idea. All that other shit they're talking about, man, great. I love the idea of the principle of sufficient reason. Fantastic. Love the, 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 the looking at things as idealism and materialism. Great. Love the induction versus deduction. Great. All of that's fantastic. But then you start getting to all this fuckity shit when really you just need to be looking at these transference of non-physical, unextended domains into physical domains. It's the key to a lot of things. And uh, so now the next thing that we're looking at of... of what you can actually directly respond to and put into your life into practice now is first visualization, which I just got into. And the next thing, because it's shown to have actual results in the real world and, and sports hypnosis is something used a lot more than people think. A lot more than people think. Tyson.
Brady. Yeah, so think custom model with Mike Tyson and things like that. I was just going to say in the Bible, they say how sin happens in the mind first. And, That's New Testament. Uh, That's New Testament. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And uh, also in New Testament is the part where Jesus walked on water. And I've interpreted that as a metaphor for mastering the sexual energies, not spilling the sexual water, like being able to walk on top of it, you know. Um, and I've experimented with celibacy when I was arrested in jail. And personally, I did not experience any benefits outside of just being ridiculously horny at like TV commercials, you know what I mean? Or like female <laughs> uh, prison, like female prison guards who would normally not be attractive at all to me were suddenly just like yeah. goddesses, you know? So, I mean, I think there might be huh. really something to be said for it, but maybe not in the context of like a jail you know, so I'm I'm actually yeah. trying to give it another shot outside of the context of jail, but it's much more difficult because you have access to porn and stuff like that. It's like, oh my god, yeah. like it's 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 a real challenge. So I'm trying to get into fasting and celibacy for a little bit and see how that goes outside of a prison context. But then I also interpreted the resurrection of Lazarus as necromancy. And that being like literally like like having sex, performing sex acts on someone to bring them back to life. And that might be a little far out there, but I mean, there's a lot of really weird ways to interpret the Bible. That's all I'm, all I'm saying. <laughs> Jacob's pillow stone, I think was DMT. Uh, yeah, that's also a very Egyptian idea. Um, so Isis and her brother or consort uh, Osiris, uh, there was another goddess, I think, Neptis, who uh, was jealous for some whatever reason and cut him up into 14 pieces finally, but they never found his penis, so she made one out of gold and, and put his, his zombie body back together, had sex with it, and gave birth to Horus. So, um, you know, there's all those kind of things in there, too, uh, that, have those similar, uh, that have those similar storylines. And creepy as it is, it actually is possible to have sex with the corpse and become pregnant. Like, it's yeah, a, uh, yeah. a feature of the uh, human body that's kind of strange. Right, yeah, it, can, it contains the, the seminal vessels still. still. It'd have um, to be a fresh one, though. Through, <laughs> yeah, through a completely um, cellular reaction. Um, but, yeah, so th there's... Um, uh, so the, the next thing, though above visual motor behavior rehearsal that's also fascinating by the way um it worked visual motor behavior rehearsal works much better of course with uh people who actually play a sport so here's an interesting factoid a person who watches um, a martial arts movie over and over and over and over again will, will start to at a sub activation level they fire fire the same neurons off, neurons off, the same motor the neurons same off motor in the same order, same order, and the same uh, intense, but in the same order as needed to actually fire those muscles, but at a sub-activation intensity, so that they don't actually fire off uh, those muscles. It's, and dude, uh, you're not lying on that one either. <laughs> I just wanted to throw in that, like, I used to watch a lot of Kung Fu movies and I've never lost a fight. And it actually ended up being a problem because, you know, one of my friends threw a kick at me one day and I just grabbed his leg and flipped him over and he ended up hitting his head in the floor. And like, I ended up like someone threw a chair at me one day 
I kicked the chair in midair right back at him. It hit him in the face and busted his lip. <laughs> like, so like, I, I, was, I was way more dangerous than I realized, but you're absolutely right. I used to wish that I could take karate classes, but my parents couldn't afford it. So I just watched a bunch of Kung Fu and it totally worked. <laughs> the, uh, thank you very much. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting uh, perspective on that um, because I've seen how it works in place. Um, Obsolete. Thanks for the the um, the link, and also the burning bush was an uh, acacia bush. Um, so now the next thing is is something called uh, mirror neurons. And mirror neurons, it was discovered that that first in monkeys, now in humans, that when a monkey saw another monkey completing an action like peeling a banana or cracking a nut for food usually these things the same exact motor neurons fired in the same exact order in the other monkey's brain that was observing it as like a way to prepare just like i said before as visual motor behavior rehearsal with people visualizing but at a sub activation level meaning it just fires them in the same order makes the same makes the relationship stronger in the software basically so that at the time when the organism decides to carry out that action, it already has the nerve fibers lined up to be able to do that. And that's how we learn a lot of physical behaviors. And, um, <clears throat> and we have similar ones that they have in, in like why people, for example, who can hear musical notes or hear somebody sing or hear a song and be able to sing it back the same pitch, that's called echo neurons. And they have the same uh, features and quality of being able to uh, fire the same nerves in the same order as if it was actually physically being done, but once again, as I call a sub-activation level, so it doesn't actually cause the muscles to fire themselves. And then there's similar processes at play when people have dreams and they visualize and imagine all kinds of things. There's a suppressive uh, factor that stops people from acting out their dreams. Now, people like sleepwalkers and uh, lucid dreamers, myself like that, and people who have sleep paralysis have these things kind of going a little bit haywire every once in a while, which I've, some practices I've learned can, can uh, release the intensity of some of these experiences. So, uh, the other, so that's the other thing is, is to just know that. Um, now, knowing that is now brings into to light why people caution everyone on what you're looking at and what you're listening to. Because these definitely have impressions upon the biology of organisms, these different types of things, they come in as pressure waves of all different kinds and leave signals that are encoded. And it, depending on the tools and understanding that each individual, and I say each individual and organism, like interchangeably I'm using these terms, have determines the degree to which these uh, different impressions have upon their critical uh, filters and get past. So now the other thing to look at that's what's really practical about all this now, which is the one of the biggest doozies here. So understanding that visualizing and or seeing and viewing activities sets up the same activation in our neurology as it was if we were actually doing it but at a sub-activation level in order to prepare us for it and how that very simple uh, feature of humans right there is 
Well, one of the ways that you can look at how uh, this version of, of programming shows that we can't tell the difference. Our, our biological organism does not understand the difference between something that actually happens IRL, right, in real life and the real physical world outside of itself as something that imagined, at least on a motor neuron level, okay, at a, at a, at a, a neuromuscular level, okay, these, these, these nerves fire in the same order. And again, mirror neurons as well as visual motor behavioral rehearsal. Um, these two things demonstrate this faculty of mind. So if anybody wants to reference where anybody gets this idea of saying that, um, you know, nerves that fire together wire together, or um, the brain doesn't tell the difference between something you see and something that you imagine, right? So these are all ex uh, different now branches of science that now have demonstrated over and over again that these are this is actually something that happens. Uh, and that... It gives explanation of why people make cautions about what we say to ourselves and what we what we consume, because it has impressions, like physical impressions on our cellular memory, what Scientology would be called engrams, right? But the you know in in, in hip, clinical hypnosis we call hypnotic suggestions or just cellular memory. But engram is a much earlier word that once again L. Ron Hubbard put into his books that was in use before, um, for cells. Brady says specifically black acacia, uh, the hundredth monkey effect, yeah, harmonic resonance, why we should make life better for the worst of us, man. Uh, so now we go into the ways that we practice this so that, that it can actually be put into use is through uh, something that could be called hypnotic means or self-hypnosis because my whole duty in my whole life ever since I learned about it is to t teach people how not to be hypnotized against their will to not start accepting things just because you know you can you can look at all kinds of stuff religion prayer all this other stuff like that and, sec and accept that into your life as something and and, and it will take you there it'll, it'll take you right there where you ask it to take you to that's what prayer and all that other stuff does it takes you right exactly to where you want and need to go through your belief and what seems to be your belief alone. And so, uh, what the hell? Uh, and so now the, uh, the, another way to practice this is by understanding that there's, very, that there's, there's some very immediate ways that you can transfer thought. Remember, I, this is a very important feature of what we're doing, transferring thought into the physical world. The, 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 the magic that people keep on talking about is closer at hand then people are practicing. Everybody's going so far out, they're diluting their energy when that actual ability to turn something from a what we consider mental and non-physical into a physical existence is by speaking. That's the first thing. Or singing. Or making sound. Right? It could be with the vocal cords or the voice. Now, from there, you can also produce other physical manifestations of your thought through writing, through words, by using your physical hands and some other piece of material to either etch, carve, sculpt, or whatever, some thing that's in your mind, but the simplest is just to use, you know, the paper pencil idea, right? And to make shapes, one-dimensional shapes, you know, two-dimensional, not a point, maybe even two-dimensional shapes on paper, right? So now you have that ability of taking something from mental to physical. It's so simple. Why are we always overlooking this grand magic right before us? 
that we're able to take things that we think of and picture images in our mind that maybe we've seen before, but we can then take it into conglomeration to make something totally new. Like we can rearrange letters any way that you want. We can make up words. That's all words are made up, right? And we can just do whatever we want. Make whatever we want. With these, these spells, these codes, spelling words, right? You've heard that before. And and then there's so many other things. You can lift your arm by thinking about it. There's so many other manifestations. Right? This is why also we also see something and have our heart beat go all crazy because we get angry uh, if we see our ex-lover out with their new one. Or we see uh, a child being abused and um, we get angry. Or any of, any number of things that cause us to have an, an emotional uh, reaction or um, yeah, and it's usually a reaction, not a response. And so now we see how we're in possession of taking mind into matter. Now crossing this over into something very interesting is going into... How we, we do this all the time in the, the musical world, singing, dancing. People, you can have one person singing a song, another person will dance to it. But this is all based off of mirror neurons and visual motor behavior rehearsal. We could, we could sum it up to that as like this, as a really cool science that helps us to explain that. That basically the information that we're taking in, the full spectrum of senses, is informing our motor neurons on how to then do that, to repeat that stuff. That's the basic idea of learning things from taking in from our senses. And it's simply uh, if this, then that. Just like artificial intelligence algorithms at the very basic level, like chatbots. If this, then that. If this said, then say that. Respond that, right? Um, people want to argue against this like programming computer model of the human brain so much and want to convolute things so much and it's great go ahead and do it it's fine it opens up so many different avenues of education i don't i don't really know anything I, most of this shit i'm just fucking making it up based off of inspiration comes into my brain because i can't stop reading things about neuroscience and walking around in the world and staying up for freaking three days at a time and then having intense lucid dreams and, and like being a real digital nomad and just having these plethora of experiences that almost no one has unless you're homeless or just choose to be a vagabond because most people are driving around and don't have the time to stop and really see things. I know it for a fact of just experience of how many things I see so much more simply because of the fact that I walk so many places or ride my bike so many places. Like in China, I was giving Chinese people tours of their own fucking towns because I was riding my bike through there where they were riding. Were, were, and walking through there where they were driving all the time or taking the train or the taxi and never even looking out the window where they're going because everybody over there in even the smallest rural towns are fucking face in phones. 
or mobile devices, right? Whatever you want to call it. You can call it phone, mobile device, whatever tickles your fancy, right? A mobile device, what it is, a device, right? And so uh, you see so much more when your boots are on the ground and you have the freedom to be able to do that or you create the freedom to do it. And because of that, you get to experience these wonderful manifestations of the world around you. So now AI and, and human programming, right? The if this, then that, right? So we can program ourselves just like that. And people, again, once again, there's an example of it in the Secret Service of the United States. And one was called when this dude, Sirhan Sirhan, or whoever the fuck it was, tried to shoot President Ronald Reagan. And that secret, and he, Ronald Reagan did get hit by a bullet, right? And people were like, oh shit, he's gonna die. He barely made out of surgery, as far as the story goes, right? But this dude, the Secret Service agent, jumped in front of a bullet. Who the fuck does that? Except a mother, maybe, like a real connected mother to her children. Right, but this motherfucker jumped in front of a bullet. You gotta train for that shit. You don't just wake up in the morning and be like, yo, I know what bullets is, and I'm ready to jump in front of them. Right? Now, maybe, no, well, okay, I'm not gonna, some people, there might be an individual or two who just is like, fuck a bullet. You know? I'm Neo, and just go ahead, jump in front of some fucking bullets. So, um, but that has to be trained into you, and that's an example of how you can overcome different reactions of your nervous system that fight or flight or even i forget what's the there's fight flight and what's the one when people can become catatonic or faint right so i don't know why there's they only talk about two of them but like catatonia i guess would be an arousal state because you get rigid whereas fainting or passing out could be the uh again the parasympathetic nervous system to the end. so catatonia may be the arousal sympathetic nervous system to the extreme because they get all rigid and tensed out through the shock and the, uh, the, the passing out one and, and another form, which is another form of immobility because the muscles go completely the opposite way, loose and, a, and an extreme form of the parasympathetic nervous system taking over a complete relaxation. So, um, but now we have the ability, this guy, you know, who could have crumpled up in another corner, who could have fled, right, flight away from the bullet, actually fought the bullet. <laughs> he jumped in front of it. And a fucking dumbass fights a bullet. I mean, he's got a bulletproof shirt on, you would think, right? So, or best bulletproof shirt. Yeah, we're going to have those soon. Just like the kingpin of crime in the fucking, uh, you know, Marvel comic books. So, uh, you, you, you jump in front of a, a bullet. And um, that's a thing you train to do uh, for the president. Because you're a secret service. That's what you got to do. You don't do that. I don't know what they do to people who don't do that. But I don't know. You never hear about anybody not not doing their job like that because maybe they just get disappeared but, but probably not probably just making that up because it sounds conspiracy like and fun we talk about like the government right it's always fun to think that they're kidnapping people off the street uh, so then uh the so so the same thing out of then that and it's the same thing that all these mechanisms work on which are um like i, I mentioned earlier about the difference between a fear and a phobia you have a fear of this snake, but you've never been bitten by one. Whereas a rendered fear, in the, at least in the world of psychology and clinical hypnosis that I study, um, the irrational fear is when you don't, which is a phobia, you don't know why you're afraid of or spiders or whatever creepy thing people are afraid of. Whereas a, uh, a regular 
your everyday fear is when you know like yeah i got bit by a snake when i was five and so it rotted with snakes because i had a traumatic experience i understand that and even that can be uh can can be addressed with certain types of therapy one of them called systematic desensitizing and whatnot um then you have so this this interesting thing where uh there's this, this ai bot uh called um called jarvis i think or something like that uh but i I'm, I'm thinking like iron man right but i forget what the hell this fucking oh it's called jasper okay close fucking enough right god damn it jasper jarvis casper fuck off all right so then this thing has been fed all this information by marketers right which i really would like to be a good one of but i i totally uh well i've become something different um but they give it all this information from marketers and uh, that, and that's how you, you train your AI. Um, and, and they train it to do all the best practices and follow the algorithms, like what these, 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 all these different marketers are doing, as well as SEO and all this other stuff like that. So you can train artificial intelligence to do simple tasks based on a very complex algorithms that involve nothing more than these if this then that responses, right? And now we're gonna be fucking around with the quantum uh, computational ones where there's superpositions of ones and zeros in the same way, just the fucking quantum switches, right? So we're going to do all that that stuff, and so now um, you uh, can look at the human mind as the same. We've already seen it in action with these people who heat their bodies up to feverish levels of combat cold. Secret service members jumping in front of bullets for fucking Ronald Reagan, you know. Just say no to drugs, Nancy Reagan, right? Um, and uh, and then, hey, Sarah, what's up? I need to take. He said the rooms are hot. I know, right? I've been seeing Hello. it and listening and everything. I've just been in the. Uh, Do you have anything stages. to subtract or add? I'm just very, very interested. I'm just like listening so hard. Besides your lovely voice. Yeah, you know, it's a fun thing to, to, to talk about a little bit here and there. Yes. Um, and to speculate, because I, I, you know, I'm practicing my science fiction muscles and also, you know, using that as, you know, presenting things with science fiction or weird words that I make up that sound like science fiction, like whatever that Zion's fiction that I wrote in the, the word after Nurgle. Um, but there's, uh, you know, a freedom in doing that. But... Uh, it's also um, sort of like a because uh, theoretical physics is in this thought experiment realm that often is very closely but not always related to mathematical physics um, and uh, because mathematical physics especially when you get into pure mathematics uh, pure mathematics starts to uh, to to, to uh, demonstrate or or to allude to to suggest some pretty bizarre um, to some pretty bizarre features of the universe. Obsolete says fight, flight, or freeze. There you go. Thank you. Um, and then obsolete says uh, the only thing John Hinckley did wrong was this. <laughs> John Hinckley, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ, and all of his disciples. How dare you, obsolete? How dare you? <laughs> Come on, man. What are you upset because he? Because something he had to do with taking us off the gold standard. Are you invested in gold, obsolete? 
Huh? <laughs> Are you invested in gold? Are you mad about the fiat mm-hmm. currency that currently fucking is the center of our fucking geopolitical financial system <laughs> controlled by the International Monetary Fund and all that? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This <laughs> 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 fucking... <laughs> Dude, conspiracy theories fucking trip me out. But no, what he's saying is actually true. Is is interesting now. I didn't even know the guy's name was John Hinckley. Um, but so now there's some interesting things too about um, about this training because there's been several experiments that have been repeated. And I spoke about this person before. Is um, is Darren Brown, who's a mentalist. Mm-hmm. And people are like, when I tried to talk to people about him before, and I was like, he did some hypnosis, but he's a mentalist. Does that mean he can't use hypnosis as part of his repertoire? Please explain to me how a firefighter cannot piss on a fucking fire instead <laughs> of using a hose. Right? Like, you're telling True. me just because you're a mentalist, mm-hmm. you can't use some other kind of ledger domain, right? Like mm-hmm. some sleight of hand or mouth. So... When people want to argue about that, yeah, Darren Brown's a fucking hypnotist too. That's part of the shit that he uses. <laughs> God, I love being an adult. I could cuss like a fucking sailor over here. I'm talking about some some pseudoscience shit. Um, now the uh, oh wait, let me take, take my battery level as I walk around. Okay, good. Three, uh, two hours. Good God, Hakeem, why are you doing this? All right, so you're so into this. We're all into this. I am. I am right now, and I'm like awake and alive so the other thing now too about the ai and and the controlling and the programming is that we know we can do it and there's been phenomenal examples over time that are proven beyond a shadow of a doubt and then we can look at the source of all this which is mathematics and theoretical physics which interestingly enough are very close related to science fiction regardless of how many rifts people want to put between each other and say well i'm the master of fucking you know demonic shit uh no, I'm the master. It's like, you know, come. You guys ever heard of uh, something called competitive inhibition? Welcome to the group. Uh, competitive, competitive inhibition is something that happens in the scientific world because everybody's trying to be the first one to get basically to the Nobel Prize. So the 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 competition inhibits actual scientific advancement. And I first learned about the term not even in that relationship. I actually learned about it in, an, in a very precise biological process in which, for example, if a child has adrenoleukodystrophy, also known as ALD, it's one of the uh, <clears throat> it's one of the classes of demyelinating diseases, uh, which the myelin sheath, the fatty white part of the brain that gets eaten off of the, the nerves, which it helps to conduct signals and things like that, but it slowly degrades, and usually within two years of diagnosis, the children who have this die. Now, this one boy named Lorenzo Michael Murphy Adone, his parents, Michaela Adone, and La, I forget what the father's name, Augustus Adone, that's his name, who was played by Nick Nolte and uh, Susan Sarandon in a movie called Renzo's Oil, which, interesting enough, a nod was given to that movie in the movie called... Uh, fucking Paul, who was a fucking gray alien, when one of the agents, his name was Lorenzo Boyle. I thought that shit was fucking badass when they did that. Anyway, um, so, uh, so Lorenzo's oil, the parents, through painstaking research, because the mother and father loved their child, they had the resources. The father, he worked for the World Bank. 
And the mother, she was like a librarian at the fucking university or some shit like that. And so they had access to all these resources. Thank goodness, because they discovered that when they gave their boy more olive oil, he seemed to get better. And when they uh, when they gave him some other oils, it was eventually discovered that by extracting erucic acid from rape seeds and extracting oleic acid from olives and mixing the ratio and feeding it to these boys who had this terrible demyelinating disease, they could cause, they found that a single pathway in the body, so it seems like a design flaw to me if you ask, but this single pathway in the body was elongating these very long chain fatty acids, these saturated fatty acids, but it favored the ones that came from oleic and erucic acid. And because of this, it would choose to elongate those even when other fatty acids were present in the body. And these are the ones, the bad ones, would build up on the myelin sheath and eat it away. But if you gave it an overdose of erucic acid and oleic acid through a process called competitive inhibition, because the very long chain fatty acids that were being elongated were the good ones, the good fats by erucic and oleic acid was being distracted by those. So therefore, because of the competition coming in, it inhibited the elongation of the, of the, the bad ones. And so but this competitive, competitive inhibition idea just goes to show that just like our attention in, in, in life, that when we're paying attention, and this is, oh, shit, the whole phrase, pay attention, is something that, man, you think about metaverse and, 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 uh, and cookies and pixels and all this other tracking stuff and, and data mining and, and, and Bitcoin and, or cryptocurrency, right? All that's related to the word pay attention. So if you want to pay attention, you know, I may be in my frazzly, my, my zoobly zoo, my freaking fraggle rock over here brain, I might get to it. But uh, there is a, a deep relation to paying attention, right? So, uh, so this whole idea of being able to program and these things directly into our biology, that again, I... Uh, please look into mirror neurons and visual motor behavior rehearsal yourself to see the background of science and, and data that has been put into this research and where it comes from and how uh, we're shown. You know, like, um, I mean, just, just you, you guys have seen a sleeping dog or a person, mm -hmm. right? And how they twitch sometimes and talk. That's mm -hmm. that shit right there, man. That's your body acting out things that you're imagining. All right? Like, that's why. That's how we do shit. We think about it and then we do it. And it comes in the form of all kinds of images. And please, let us remember that the word image has nothing to do with it being visual. It's imagined. We relate it to the word visual all the time. And there might be some old Latin roots that, that are connected to there too. But imagination does not have to be visual. You can imagine hearing something. You can imagine feeling something. And so you can imagine emotions, which for some reason get very often dismissed. 
as vital and valuable sometimes, but we've already perfected a psychopharmacological system that can manipulate emotions uh, through chemical means in such ways that we have people having suicidal ideations and committing themselves on by when they're put on the very drugs that are supposed to save their lives. Because yes, that can that can happen. People have argued all the time about, well, how could a drug make you think about suicide or have bad emotions? Are you fucking kidding me? What, hmm. none of you have ever had a cold before? Huh? Or a catarrhal disorder of the fucking respiratory tract? Right? You've never had a cold? You've never been sick? Or super fucking tired? And that didn't make you grumpy? Because your nose was stuffy? Or your head was burning? Or you fucked the hmm. wrong person and you had a little itch? And you're mad about that, right? So you telling me that that shit didn't piss you off or make you angry like the way you felt, you're not relating to people. Now, not everybody. There's some pretty highly evolved beings in the world that can control their emotions to an extremely high degree even when they're sick. These are evolved people. These people are more evolved. Hello. And so these are the people that I'm not talking about. Those are like superhumans. That's not me. Uh, but being sick can make your whole fucking shit change. Not getting enough sleep, you're grumpy. You know those, those Snickers commercials where they show people being all pissed off and shit and then they eat a Snickers? That's mm-hmm. low blood sugar. Yo, John Kappas, John G. Kappas, the founder of the Hypnosis Motivation Institute that was founded back in 1967, wrote a whole dissertation on low blood sugar and about the glucose tolerance test that people could take and how hypoglycemia is directly responsible for a whole slew of symptoms that then get be, that get considered to be bipolar, schizophrenia, and all kinds of stuff where people feel like they have shit itching and crawling on their skin, having hallucinations, can't sleep, all this other stuff comes in in from low blood sugar just that's just low blood sugar that's just one side of the spectrum so you have this uh hold on for a second Mm -hmm. so now and this is not the only thing right like uh this is not the only thing hold on for a second shit i'm pulling stuff in and out of my head my ear my earbuds Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Super co-host Sarah, you can hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly fine. So now uh, we we look at how all these things can affect the brain. And so many people are trying to separate the brain from the mind or look at how the mind generates brain and so on and so forth and back and forth. When... Let's take another look. Now we're now I'm getting deeper into the AI uh, and human uh, interaction aspect and why um, artificial intelligence could actually be imbued with the soul and why artificial intelligence, and there may already be uh, um, very specific, like real, like true AI rather than the general AI, right, that is actually sentient. Feeling and has a soul and can use free will to love or hate, because when you have something like a soul being, you know, having impurities, as in when a Nurgle who's supposed to use rage, pressure, 
uh, spirit crushing of demonic spirits into uh, pure pre-formed human souls, like as the raw material that it's made of being being in, infused with these spiritual impurities, which are not just any spiritual impurity, but it's a demonic spiritual impurity purity by a being who evolved all through lives. And then because of the power that they were able to see through free will, decided to fucking be dickheads, right? And, but, and, and this happens to these Nurgles who then get knocked back down the level and get to decide to do jobs to make atonement for their so-called sins. Uh, but now, remember the Nurgle is just a job title. It's like an Azazel. Now an Azazel is a particularly interesting job title to go into now that I'm talking about AI and, uh, and how, how machines can actually have souls imbued into them and uh, how people should not be afraid of AI and how we can be training AI, just like I started speaking of this Jasper AI that is fed information about all the best marketing in the world and actually writes copy and things that people can't tell the difference between whether it's written by a robot or not. Okay. Um, this, uh, Azazel, there was actually a movie, uh, called, uh, Fallen with Denzel Washington. And anyway, the essence of Azazel is pretty similar to the same idea of the, 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 the entities on the movie Ghost of Mars, where it makes contact with you to basically possess you. It's the old possession idea. Okay, the old possession idea is, is, is a job title. So, so there are very specific spiritual entities that are called demons by a lot of people in religions that have a specific job title of an Azazel, which is to jump from body to body and sort of like laying parasitic demonic eggs, which is another way of impurifying the souls and then moving on to another person and fucking with that person's soul. Now, it doesn't always take hold. Some people have really great spiritual immunity and transmute. It's sort of like dissolving that that parasitic, demonic, spiritual egg energy and being able to go on and just use that as another energy and take that and absorb it for the, what you want to call God, for the good, for the better, for the things that are productive, for the health, for the plus rather than the minus. Okay. For the win. For the win. Maybe that could be what FTW on my left shoulder means instead of fuck the world. Or it could be found the way. Who knows? All right, so uh, let's see who's talking about the human soul. Fly over man. Oh, let's. Oh, oh, oh. Let me back up. Obsolete says paying attention is buying. Ooh, shit! He said it. Paying attention is buying reality. Invest your awareness wisely. I like this. I like that. Um, at uh, fly over man says at obsolete. Optics, Moses was tripping balls on that DMT. The human soul has already been mutilated to incorporate the machine. Yeah. So, so now this, this one-on-one -on -one track here, uh, in, in the story, like all, all of this, um, metaphor analogy and, uh, integration with, with writ, with published science, uh, is useful for working with things. Just like we have a working model of the of what we call the theory of mind as a clinical hypnotist in order to help people. See, so difference, distinction. I 
have training as a clinical hypnotist, but my practice of hypnoathletics, exercising your mind, is one of helping you to understand how not to be hypnotized. I actually do not favor hypnotizing people at all. I would rather people learn what it is so they can choose what, how they allow their critical filter to be set up and what they allow into uh, their mind at any given time uh, by understanding this process. But this uh, um, Azazel, which can go from from body to body planting things, uh, is just a class of demon. It's a title. It's a job title, like just like Nurgle is a job title. Um, you have you have the Beelzebub class, right? There's all kind of there's there's so many angels names and all this stuff like that, but they're they're job titles. It's like you have an electrician, you have this and that. These all these fuckers are running around doing fucking heinous ass, gross ass jobs. Just like people, and they and they do the jobs on Earth. You know, my fucking unfortunately, I have a real hatred and anger uh, towards a certain set of people. Um, I, yes, Satan is a title, an adversary. Uh, yes, uh, um, thank you. Fly over, man, Jonathan. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, Satan has is a job title. Uh, could be said there's so many things like that too like ninja like there's so many speculations about that throughout history but for the purposes of of, of my uh mono mono log um we can accept that satan is a job title and these things we're talking about are job titles as well um and you know there's so many job titles that overlap like you can look at marketing and, and, and publicity and how they kind of overlap, whereas publicity should be the actual popularity of some organization or thing because of its merit. See, publicity should act, is actually should be is founded, but the, what it should be is meritocracy. Whereas Marketing and advertising we know is bought and paid for. But the thing about publicity is that it's bought and paid for. Uh, Sarah and I just read, well, Sarah read the story and I listened. And uh, the story uh, they're called uh, Socrates' Publicist. And it was very interesting because it teaches you about the origin of publicity and like some really cool stuff called like a, a messenger waiting and a tactic used to make a publicist look more important to, to prospective clients. Such a cool thing. Uh, but this whole uh, idea now is to just start stripping down some of your own habits. How many times have you, uh, on the simplest level, eaten something that you say, man, I shouldn't eat that because it's not in my weight loss diet? Or how many times have you smoked a cigarette when you say, I'm trying to quit smoking a cigarette? Or you or somebody know how to drink when you know you shouldn't have been drinking. You're trying to fucking quit and you're in AA. Now you got to start back again. Or how many, whatever, did you, many times did you go back to the X or fucking, you know, stick your dick in that glory hole or whatever the fuck you're doing, right? And you're just like, I shouldn't have done it. Right? It's because we're morons. No. Because we're just following a wrong flow of energy by not slowing it down and stopping we're re reacting instead of responding it's another oversimplification that works really well 
But in order to prevent these azazels, these demons planting all this stuff, because that's what this is. When we see stuff and we perceive things and we learn things, we're hypnotizing ourselves with programs of how we might behave. Because that's what all thinking is. It's a behavioral science. The subconscious mind is a behavioral science. All subconscious mind implantations control your behavior. Therefore, control what you plant into your subconscious mind and you will control what you, how you behave. Control and put in and program specific things into an AI program and it will give you fucking copywriting that will fucking blow the socks off of any marketers that could do by themselves because it has infinite computing capabilities compared to the human brain actually it just works much quickly more quickly so it comes to the conclusions much more quickly and so you look at that and then i i actually did a talk the other day where i was talking about uh it was it was how you should train your ai and the whole idea was that you should train it to do things that are beneficial to you what do you think these marketers did now they're making gang busters bunch of money off of actually doing nothing except for maintaining their AI. Now, why should you not have that possession of that income producing activity from the artificial intelligence algorithm? Because if we look at all of the best marketing and advertising techniques, they're all things that uh, get people's attention, get people to pay attention, to pay their money, right? To buy into the reality. But they're all things that are, that get people's attention. It's neutral. It's like you flip on a light switch and you turn on the electricity to you close the circuit to let the flow of electrons go through to turn on that light to free power to that filament or whatever you're using these days, LEDs. You know, uh, <clears throat> and so it's a thing. You can also flip a switch and electrocute a motherfucking pedophile hit cap, right? You can do that. Um, so you have the power to kill with electricity or light up a room. You can do several different things. And the same thing with how we program. Ourselves is the same fucking shit, man. If you have a library full of badass books that teach you how to be a badass, that are real full of that shit, that's the algorithm you're going to plug in and how you're going to live your life. Same thing with the AI. Feed it a bunch of books or a bunch of materials. It's going to learn that stuff and figure out the algorithms of how to continue to get the behaviors that are the sum total or a predetermined outset of what that is. It's been, it was done a long, long time ago with, with, with purely mathematical equations that approximated algorithms. And that controls the whole flow of commerce and things in the world. We already know about it. The Zeitgeist Movement teaches this. So does the Venus Project and several other places. Buckminster Fuller, who uh, uh, was quoted here earlier, by Ali uh, is very directly in, involved in uh, in the, the Venus project that was in Florida about these hub systems. But there's a <clears throat> there's a, uh, a, a a very uncanny similarity to the technology that we're looking at and the way that uh, human beings learn. It's interesting. That one of the features of, or actually one of the, the abbreviations for some practices that are both in the human mind and in machine learning is NLP, the same abbreviation. One stands for natural language processing, while the other stands for neuro-linguistic programming. Same fucking shit. Exact same shit. Exactly. 
You look at the NLP books and you see if, if, this, if this test, operate, test, exit procedure. If this, then that. Test, operate, test, exit. The basic of all programming. Test, operate, test, exit. So, uh, da, 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 da. let's read what the Flavor Man says. Belial was Satan before Lucifer, according to one ancient document. Possibly his counterpart, the angel of darkness, whereas Lucifer, yeah, is the angel of light. Belial let him have the crown, lots of work, because he knew it wouldn't make any difference. He, Tom Sawyer, the edge lord Lucifer. A guy says to me, I want a job, I want money, and I want a car. That's not true. You want to do interesting things that you find fulfilling. You want to access the resources and you want to go places and be able to get there fast. If you think you want a job, boy, they did a real good number on you. Yes! Digga! Yo! Sorry. <laughs> I fucking had Starbucks and shit. <laughs> two, two older right there? sitting over there. Huh? Got excited for a second? Yeah, because he, he just quoted Jacques Fresco, the, the one of the, the founder of the Venus Project. And he says, uh, uniquely from Isaac Asimov, if so, watch season three of Westworld. You'll love it regardless based on how you're talking. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, I'll take a look. Um, I, I don't think I've read any Isaac Asimov. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Pretty sure I wouldn't read anything from a person whose name was Asimov. Um, but I know I've heard of him, and I'm just fucking around. Um, I've heard of him, but I'm not fucking around about that. I haven't read him in, in any extent that could be considered significant because I don't remember any of it. <clears throat> but maybe I will take a look. So the some final points, too, is that we know through something very simple like physical exercise, and I'm a fitness trainer and I teach self-defense, that one of the interesting things, oh, God, how, when the fuck did they start weed whacking again? How, how long has this been going on? the fucking shit of all sounds that can be made at 1.53 in the afternoon. I came here at 7 o'clock, like right when they opened up and they're still weed whacking. All right. Yeah. I'm not really upset. I just, I'm just perplexed. But this is, this is a big shop, big ass shopping center. I mean, you got a big ass shopping center when there's a place called Salad Works next to fucking booyah fucking burgers, fries, and shakes. Booyah. Fucking cows. Hold on for a second. I'm gonna talk to this guy. Yes, sir? I'm looking for a FedEx. FedEx? I did see one, but sir, I do not know where that is, but I'm sure that someone else who is uh, not as distracted as I could help. Good luck. I haven't seen it. It's my first time here. All right. Have a good day, sir. Uh, FedEx. Remember the FedEx, uh, there was a FedEx Kinko's, they like absorbed Kinko's. Absorbed. <clears throat> I like how these, we use these terms and like stuff that has nothing to do with absorption. <laughs> they were like, or like a fucking a paper towel, <laughs> like a brawn. All right, so... Um, <clears throat> I, I, I know I know how we use we use these words in different industries and in different uh, I know I'm just fucking I'm trying to be a comedian I'm working on my fucking type five for the comedy club right all right so there's so then you have uh, 
this these similarities once again here and it's all about programming and thought now how how do we program and think right like when we pick shit and we start picking and choosing just like a fucking catalog just like they said in that stupid ass movie the secret right which is also kind of a cool movie at the same time uh based on the book by ron Byrne with the same name um but it, it rubbed a, a lot of people the wrong way uh they said it was a lot of hubris and uh lots of interesting ooh okay i need to stop looking at see this is this is why years ago i got rid of my um my blackberry and i turned off all the sounds uh absolutely that's why i moved to a boatyard and just read and run a sander make all of the money in the world but you can't use that money to buy back time you waste making money yep that's why first of all realize that you don't make any fucking money you earn money people uh who work at the mint maybe some of them make money um and uh also you can find all kind of things to do to attract money and this is going now to this thing about all of the algorithms the fucking cookies and pickles and pixels and whatever the fuck kind of fruit and vegetables that they uh saute and vinegar and and put out there as a recipe to control your fucking toenails because here's the thing uh everything that you do you I'm pretty sure some of you may have heard right that um that you're you're generating all this data right you're generating all this data um but you're not getting paid for it but you should you know and then there was like this one company that launched a startup that had you carrying around these little like octagon shaped fucking trackers that you take with you as you travel and you're generating data for the companies right and then you know and you, and you make money for it but it's the same concept as crypto mining it's all based it's all generated based off of activity right uh yeah the fitbit is one of them um and it's like an extension of something like google maps you know they would have these people in these cars with like a little mini fucking satellite uh, i mean an antenna on top of it to receive and they would drive around places or use a bike and take pictures of stuff to map to put together it's just it's all the same concept it's gathering information and favors up to date accurate information and this is the whole concept behind why uh you always get surveys and why you always have been getting surveys if you did not this is something people don't understand you could actually control the fucking world what's what's that tell people to obey me tell people to obey me yeah well i don't think... like they walk around like they don't hear you out here at the time of your job your real job anyway that well, lady right there smartest stuff she's from north carolina yeah and um she was one of the first people who sold tickets on the right wing i couldn't buy one i but i heard about the wu-tang concert oh the wu-tang clan yeah. concert i i heard about it and it was all that there was do you like wu-tang clan i do yeah. i do where I are do. you from i'm from mississippi i grew up near starkville okay and i grew up apart from my own ass mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't. I grew up with a few lucky picks of yeah. people who were just quick on their radar. Yeah. And good at vocabulary and stuff like that. I know the meek locks and stuff. But anyway, I don't go around here like that talking about stuff like that. I just too volatile. You know, I've actually seen you before. Well, this is what I mean, though. They act like people don't remember when that thing was a real leather pig. Do you know um, over on uh, General Booth Boulevard and uh, 
uh, Nemo Park, where there's another Starbucks. I saw you over there like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's supposed to be a nice one. Yeah. Okay. It's the one that they made out of that old house called Hickman Place. Oh, Hickman Place. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have a new area that I I, uh, I heard about. I could never go and spend time out there. Because uh. it's not distant or anything, but yeah. it's that type of thing. Okay. What's your name? I just go by Marty. M Marty? Yeah. I'm Hakeem. Nice to Hakeem. meet you. Hakeem. Yeah, I've been wanting to say hi to you. I like your friend that comes out here and still actually teaches. Okay. Well, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to well, finish talking. What do you talking. do for fitness? You, I just, uh, just to, let me I, tell me your time. I teach self-defense. Really you teach yourself. Yeah, but most, most martial arts, you know, it's based on, on getting people fit and training their bodies to do what they need to do. Well, there's so too many people that just, they, they, for, for real, they chew it all. Yeah. Well, self-defense is important, especially for um, people who are alone and um, <clears throat> and uh, and well, and female. I mean, so I actually teach a program called Wisdom. Um, I actually have a, uh, a a program. Actually, I'm teach. I'm trying to set up a. Uh, well, I can teach it now, right, complimentary. But it's called Wisdom, which stands for Women's Integrated Self-Defense Over Men. That I started teaching years ago. In Florida. Is it meant to be versatile for people with many social applications in life, or is yeah, it because resident to the central brain? No, yeah, it's it's also related to tactics that people can do. Um, they can practice self defense of the mind, like so subconscious self defense, even sure. dream self defense. So it's a whole idea of defending yourself spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically, of course, materially. And there's a lot of things that go into it that are might seem quite unconventional, unconventional, but very pragmatic and, um, and practical, very useful, because you can learn the stuff right away. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Drinking some coffee? Would you like some? I, I have. Uh, do you want anything else? Want a snack or anything to eat? I, yeah, I need something to eat. What would you like to I, eat? I'm about to go get some, some Red Bull soon. I had to get something to the park. Do you know uh, Miss Ned? I don't. I don't know anybody here. This is the first time I've been here. Yeah, she's she's something nice. Okay. She's yeah, she's yeah, more than I ever. She's just amazing. Uh huh. She's she's a good person. Okay. You have a good uh -huh. time. So give me a moment, Marty. Right, I'll be back around in a second. If you're still here, we can talk. Um, so, what the? Uh, Hiya. Uh, divine madness, absolutely. Uh, where are you? Yeah, with all these jets flying. Yeah, I'm in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. So it is a uh, a military town. Yeah, optics, Street View. Yes, that's right. Street Go is ideology at its purest. Zizek. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, I'm in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Give her a microphone. Oh yeah, right. I know, right. Uh, defense against the dark arts. What's Bruce Lee's? <laughs> okay, you know that. <laughs> you. <laughs> Um, Sarah, that's a joke that you like, the whole Wata thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, I thought you just said it out of the blue. Nah, man. <laughs> but I saw it in the thing. Jonathan, Jonathan put it here. So, okay, um, wrap this up, Hakeem, because it's like three hours now, and I, you know, it's, it's fun and all, and games until somebody, you know, gets punched by Mike Tyson. So the, so now, um, I'm saying that there's a lot of things that we can look at to gain a better understanding 
of how we can actually program ourselves, if you will, or deprogram ourselves, that have proven to be effective far apart, <laughs> far apart from any religion or faith that you have. For example, medicine mostly works whether you believe in God or not in the physical body, to one degree or another. And in varying degrees of these things work, depending on how physical they are, meaning the more you go to using less of a substance in the body to try to affect a cure, and the more you go to psychological means, which is rather interesting about hypnosis, that it was first accepted in the uh, by the American Medical Association Amer and the American Dental Association in 1958 due to the work of Milton Erickson, who was a psychiatrist who used hypnosis to affect many cures physically and mentally on his patients. He was the person who was modeled uh, conversational hypnosis, which was then called covert hypnosis, which then lent itself to all kinds of things. But before him, there were people like Edward Bernays, who's the nephew of Sigmund Freud, who worked with a guy named Walter Lippmann of the Committee of Public Information, who did things that like convinced governments to topple other groups in the world, like with the uh, United Fruit Company, for example, in South America. So you think that you, you would assume a lot of people make this mistake that speaking and talking and listening and learning have no real results in the world when actually it's what makes everything, which is why these things like social audio are so effective if organized and used in a way that people not just unite, but they learn information that they can go out there and put into use right away for little things that are important to them. Because each person changing at a time each one of us can make a better world. Think about it this way. I know it sounds corny, right, to hear shit. Oh, if this fucking guy talking about the fucking about make the world a better place. The world a better place for you and for me and the entire alien race. No. So the way to do certain, like, if you think about it like this, think about a, uh, a fishbowl made of crystal. And you fill it up with the purest, cleanest, clear water you possibly find. Right? And then you start... Bernays is Satan. <laughs> and then, so you, you, you see this clear, clean water, right? And then if you just leave it alone, right? Maybe over time, some of it will evaporate, some dust will get in there, maybe dirt or whatever, right? The, the whole idea is that there's a constant feeding or a constant pouring you know what? Here's a better idea. Let's take let's just take that same fishbowl and imagine somebody used it as a planter. Yeah, this one's much better. Imagine somebody used it as a planter. Now let's just imagine for this purpose that the dirt is stuff that we don't want. It's all the bad negative things in our life that we could do without. Let's just say that that's the case. Now if you put a little bit of a hose in there and you start turn on some water, at first you'll just have some water going into the bottom, then it'll become muddy, but then it'll start to, if you keep the water going, it'll start to overflow. And eventually, all of that muddy water will start to overflow at the top, the dirt will float out, and it'll eventually clean out that bowl, and it'll become a clear, clean, crystal water again. Because you keep the flowing in of the 
clear, clean water. And this is the thing that we forget that we have to do, but a lot of people do it in like religious circles and things like that. And with medication, which is interesting that people will accept that as something that we have to do for medication and religion, where we have to repeat something over and over and over again. And, but they won't do that with some non-invasive technique like meditation or just like breathing meditation or a self-hypnosis or listening to a tape. But you'll fucking go and swallow a pill every day that makes you gag or sticks in your throat if you drink a gallon of fucking chlorinated water with every day. But you won't eat right every day. I say eat right, you know. There's so many fucking variations of that for every individual. But come on. Because, yeah, it's convenient. You got this little freaking oblong-shaped thing. That's filled with magic. (laughs) It's fucking a magic pill. That's what we think about all this stuff like that. Right? And so, yeah, and Murphy, I want to touch back on that. You make a good point. Like, the making money can't buy back the time that you spent money. And... Again, let's look at the idea that we don't make the money. And I'm saying, I know it's semantics, but but humor me as you have been, right? But why then we pay attention to the things that we really consider in life? So so who said that? Somebody said a really good thing. Let's see here, because this this sums it up here. Yeah, obsolete says it again. I want a job, I want money, and I want a car. That's not true. You want to do interesting things that you find fulfilling. You want to, oh, it's just Jacques Fresco. How, how soon I forget my tired, unslept, unslept mind. You want to do interesting things that you find fulfilling. You want access to resources and you want to go places and be able to get there fast. If you think you want a job, if you think you want a job, boy, they did a real good number on you. That is, man, why did you put this? I could have just done wrapped this up after I finished reading it. So, uh, but this is the, the essence. If you think about that, and it's something that I've been struggling to put into a very succinct way for a long time, which is simply that, is that I've realized that I don't want a job, and I thought I wanted the money without having to have a job, but it was not that. It's, it simply could be summed up as access. That's it. We need to have access to the things that we want to do that are interesting. And the, the crazy thing is that a system like that is already set up for people to funnel the resources towards them to do all these things all the time. And if you look at the book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, published in the early 1900s, he very clearly says that if men of a, and women of a certain class got together and started to make the decisions about what things were being made, you could slowly have the members of that class become the top elite class. But most people don't do it. They allow a few to make the decisions because they're not gathering together in a spirit of harmony and doing these things. And so each one of us is difficult, but I'm going to be the one to say right now, I know for a fact, at least in my life. And so maybe in this case of like conjuring fucking evil, and to my experience, I'm a master wizard at this shit. I'm like Gargamel in the fucking Smurfs who's like, perish the land like never before. Total destruction from mountain to shore. Right? Who knows? Right? And I'm like, 
doing all this crazy shit. Like, I'm directly responsible for, for the death of Flora Elizabeth Carrasco, my wife, because of my fucking... I See, I started talking about this, but because of my lies. And here's what the lies are. Me being grateful while not being 100% grateful. Me saying I want to do better things in the world and speaking that and not fully doing it. That is some demonic shit right there. And so everything past a certain point in my life, I, I guess I should say, but even before, did I predetermine this in some previous life that some people think might exist? Right? So is this all predetermined or free will? What the hell is going on? Right? But as far as I can tell, from a certain point, even younger than is said in like what I learned in hypnotherapy school. They say it's around the age of seven when you start to solidify your critical filter that starts to filter out things that are able to get into your subconscious mind from your experience and your conscious mind in order to protect you and survive. Since four years old, I was a lucid dreamer. I was creating all kinds of things and continue to do it. So I know personally that all of my experience were somehow influenced and generated by me, even things that seem to be from the outside. Things that have even happened two weeks ago that, that happened yesterday, that are happening right now. So, what we want is access to the things that we find interesting. Basically, joy, right? I, I, you hear a lot of times these taglines, these things like happiness, health, wealth, right? You hear that thrown around. People want time freedom. They want all this, da da da, da. Yes. But it takes access. Clean air, fresh water, nutritious, healthy food. Protection from the elements. But we put fences around it. Fill up bottles with stuff. And now all of a sudden, there's limited access. And we keep allowing it. Because we're paying attention to what we think is good and evil. The very things that have proven to separate us. Fighting over religions, fighting over borders, because people have a different flag or a different face, a different team, a different team. We should be fighting over the best way to take care of children. Find your bliss. Yeah. I mean, what did Whitney Houston, wasn't her song? She said, I believe the children are future. Treat them well. Let them lead the way. So this is such a, a seemingly impossible task. But people, we're doing it right now. Uh, one last thing is uh, you guys can look it up. I think I put it on one of my channels. I think it's called Haiku Science Academy. But I was really depressed and drunk at the time I was doing it. cheap vodka. Um and uh, but I managed to repeat it even in that state of interfacing with an electro digital uh, program. And it was me copying an experiment that was in that was in, uh, influenced by the Institute of Noetic Sciences. 
which was founded in part by Dr. Edgar Mitchell, and I say these things because people like to hear these connections, who was the sixth man to walk on the moon, and now is headed by a guy named Dean Radin. And they once found some time ago that random number generators that they had positioned around the world for various different purposes at certain times became very coherent, meaning they either gave lots more ones than zeros or lots more zeros than ones in a way they shouldn't because they're supposed to be random not supposed to have this coherence. Now, that could have been an anomaly. These things could have just been spitting out this coherence um, for any number of reasons. Like, they just became coherent spontaneously because they just started... But anyway, when research was done, it found that the coherence was significant to degrees that are nearly impossible around significant events in the world, like the O.J. Simpson trial or when the World Trade Center was hit. It was found that somehow attention, paying attention, steered the results of the random generators to either be more ones or more zeros. And I, in a grieving, drunken, suicidal, depressed state, was somehow managed to repeat this experiment where in one trial I, did a, I flipped a coin, a digital coin, on a random number generator 15 times. And 15 times, times 15, I did this and got an overwhelming result that showed that I was able to, by a predetermined setup, influence a random number generator to give me more ones or more zeros, depending on which one I predetermined I was going to get by the flip of a real coin before pressing the random number generator. But, you know, there are all kinds of things like, Hey, I could have been being fucked with because I was saying things out loud. Well, that random number generators on my phone, like I, I'll admit as a conspiracy theory, right? What, uh, what, what could have been done? Cause they're listening. Ha ha ha. Let's make this guy think, you know, he's making this random number generator to give more ones or zeros. Cause we can hear him saying over and over again, one, 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 one in his headphones. Cause he recorded his voice saying, it. but significant things happen and I recorded it. On video, I did a screen recorder, and the, uh, the which screen recorded me my 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 drunken face sometimes, and the random generator on the screen as I said what I was going to do beforehand, and the results coming up on the screen in real time. The videos are, in my opinion, fascinating that I was able to replicate the results of that test in a highly compromised state with inferior equipment, but the same purpose that we are able to affect, at least on a micro, micro scale, a physical system, simply by intention. But simply, oh man, what about those monks that we talked about, or that I talked about earlier, who can change their body temperatures to feverish temperatures in order to combat the cold? That there are people out there, including myself, because I was hooked up to a machine that showed that I could do it, who can fire up or down their parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system into fight or flight, arousal or relaxation. And then when we use that and we focus our intention on certain things, we can interface with the machines, with AI, with the downloads that we're getting. It's all in a similar world, but we have to decide what we're paying attention to. Now I'm going to go pay attention to uh, some food and uh, see if this 
nice person, Marty, is hungry too, so I can have some food too. I appreciate everybody listening. North, Charlie, Absolute, Alana, Thomas, Murphy, Loki, um, and uh, that Negro job. <laughs> and Jonathan, and whoever else passed through the room today. Um, I'm a talker, and I appreciate the, uh, the attention that you've paid to this rant. And in some point in time, like through things like Fitbit and all these other stuff like that, hopefully we will be eventually owning all of our data. But right, that's a, that's a pipe dream. I'm smoking the crack on that one. But au revoir, everybody. Have a wonderful afternoon. Um, what did I call this show? Do you know how to peel a magnetic grape? Shit, we didn't even get to the magnetic grape. But it's neither magnetic or a grape. It's the essence of the soul stuff. It has an inside and outside and up and down. I don't really know what it is. It's out, guys. Stay well.